Welcome, nerds at home and abroad, to another episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast, episode 257, in fact, which may or may not be one of our most hotly anticipated, as we dive into the 2020 sequel to the 2004 blockbuster hit Venom. <laughs> Indeed, I have somehow ended up being the introducer once again for this hearty venture of Brock's fortunes, and mm. though my bros offered, I did not take a mulligan. Mm. But before we dig through the carnage of the film's premiere, mm. allow me to introduce the infectiously handsome trio attached to my right. It's, of course, Ryan Eliopoulos. Oh, it's so good. Sometimes Ben Magnet. What do you mean, sometimes? And always Brandon T. McClure. Ooh. They'll join me in distributing whatever venomous barbs this film may have earned, and then we'll see if our book club of Halloween tales was enough to give us a shriek. But before all that, dear Ooh. listener, allow us to fulfill the symbiotic relationship of pleasant content from giver to receiver that gives us all a big old grin. I'm Sparks Witty, and it's time for me to ask, who's your favorite fat bear? Otis. It's Otis. Otis is going to take the cake. I'm just letting y'all okay, know. Okay, what the hell was the deal with the fat bear thing? It's an easy. It's easy. You, you picked the... No, I did. Yeah. I picked that. a bear, but then I'm like... Ben, you're overthinking it. Who's the best fat bear? That's literally... That's all it is. Why are you who, overthinking who it? Who is your best fat bear? It's it, definitely Otis. It's Otis. Come on. It's 100%. Hello. Astro the cat. Welcome oh, to the podcast. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, nope. That, she, nope. Nope. She's just so interested in the conversation. It's okay. Whoop. Here she goes. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh. <laughs> That's what we get on these live shows, guys. We good? Cats. We're, Cats. we're fine. Uh, yeah, Otis is winning, right? Uh, I, I haven't looked so. since I'm, I pre- I'm checking since right I now. clicked enter. I haven't looked. We have uh, a live update yes. on the ba- on the bears. Uh, Go to. Can you just say the website real quick? What's yes. It okay. So it's uh it's explore.org slash fat dash bear dash week. Yep. You can go vote uh, till October fifth. Very are figuring easy. out the fat bear <laughs> in the national park. No. Listen. No, it's not Otis. Otis didn't win? No. It's okay. Wait. Oh, no, they're just separating them. Okay, we'll find out next week on the hot Yeah, we'll, the we'll, hot check, bear out. we'll talk. check out next week. I, I think what Ben was trying to say was... Oh, yeah, Otis Otis won hard today. I think what He's I think what Ben was trying to, to, to get at is, is, how did you find this? Okay, so I listened to a podcast called What a Day, and they were talking about mm-hmm. go vote for your fat bear. Uh-huh. And I was listening to that this morning, and I'm like... That sounds like a really nice thing. And it's I went, nice. and go, went and looked at it, and I'm like, I want us all to do this, because I have no idea how tonight's going to go, and I just want us all to have something nice to talk about. Yeah. Got it. So, Fat Bears. Yeah. So, yeah, Fat Bears. So, this is, uh, this is where in Alaska? Katmai National Park in Alaska, uh-huh. and they're creating a competition about voting for who's doing the best at getting ready for hibernation. And it's definitely Otis. And you're <laughs> It's <just> definitely <laughs> Otis. So, they okay. show, like, before and currently <laughs> pictures, and it's definitely Here's Otis. Here's the thing. Otis is special because he's one of the few that actually has a name. Like all of them have like you know five, twelve, four, oh eight. No, names. He, he's Otis, and I'm like, oh shit, he's Otis got personality. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of them, because a lot of these times when they t- tag these animals, it's just like a regular number. Yeah, yeah. Otis spoke to the, the tagger, and he's like, oh. my name's Otis, and he's like, you got it, man. <laughs> I was so happy when you posted. I'm like, Otis is definitely my favorite. Fat Hell bear. yeah. Who's your favorite fat bear? I cute. I vote. It's Otis. Okay, great. Yeah, it's very ben. cute. Uh, I guess I didn't vote for Otis because I, okay. I didn't see the name. I was just looking at these two fat bears. I'm like, I guess that one's chonky enough, so I voted for the <laughs> other one. That's good I voted for, for the two bears that, that were I thought were the chunkiest of bears, and I'm like, I guess these are fat bears. And then after I voted, it's like, hey, the one that I voted for wasn't winning. I will say, uh, on one of the other votes, I definitely lost, and I'm like, I, clearly this bear is chunkier than the other one. What's, what, this is clearly a rigged Alaskan. This is bear the first time chunky has shown up on this podcast. It's a good word. It's a good. I'm word. So happy to bring chunky to the cast. Yeah, the chunk cast. We did it. That uh, intro was 
full of puns. Yes, it was. I hope you caught all I of caught them. every... It was beautiful. I caught a I lot of them. I the effort. I yeah. caught a lot of them, and then a lot of them went over my head, because I'm like, what the heck is going it's on It's all here? Venom. My yeah. favorite was Shrieky, getting the yeah. squee- squeeze Mulligan in because of the detective. Patrick Mulligan, also known as Toxin in the comics. Mm. Bing bong, sorry mm. for your spoilers mm. in the setup. Oh, yeah. Oh, I meant yeah. to look that up. All right. You know what else? Else is full of puns. You things the, we li- the, the links in our description. There oh we go. Boy. They're not. I just thought of that. <laughs> um, we got two fake nerds watches in the description. We don't have a lot. Do it. Do it. Let's you got to get close. Thank there you. It is. There it is. <laughs> um, we got two fake nerds watches in the Bad. description. Uh, one for Star Trek Lower Decks, uh, episodes six and seven. That's that's just not five and six. Not five and six. Brandon says five and six at the beginning of the episode, but it's actually for six and seven. Corrected. Oops. He says the correct ex- episode title, so. Um, well, <laughs> I, I should have. Actually, man, I'm really excited to watch this, to talk about this week's Lower Decks. It's funny to me that both you and Michael Carls didn't catch it. <laughs> I've lost track. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, the gr- sh- great show, though. I'm really enjoying talking, talking, to, talking to Michael uh, and Cookie when he's able to be on. Um, I'm doing that, if you don't know, I'm doing that with Downright, uh, Downright Nerdy's Michael Carls and Just a Little Podcast Cookie. Uh, we talked uh, about the la- the last two episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks. Really great episodes. A lot of fun. I'm really enjoying the show, so check it out. Uh, we also, the four of us, got to together and talked about What If. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did? What If Thor Was a Lonely Child. Only child. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's the owner of a lonely heart. Uh, so we talked about that. That is... In the description as well, so check that out. That's true. Yep. Check out our next what if later. Next week after the finale. Yep. And yep. then, guys, big news. Big time. Basement Arcade is back. Hell yeah, it is. Ah, ah, ah. A show has returned from the dead, and what better time to return from the dead than October when we get to scare Ben? Uh, yeah. We have not seen these. I mean, we did put out a Basement Arcade like. A little over a month ago, Phasmophobia. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But this, but this one. But this is like we're like. I'll tell you what. Spooktober is back. Spooktober is back. Spooktober is definitely back. We are rolling them out now. We've recorded many, uh, so many are coming. Uh, This first one is a crawl. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not a spooky game to Ben yet. That's still on the horizon. It's not scaring Ben, but the atmosphere is is the spooky vibes. Skeletons go. You got like a bunch of uh, like ghosts and goblins. I want to say like eight bit style, or maybe even six bit characters running around. They kind of look like Atari guys a little bit. I would say seven bit actually. Yeah, right, yeah 7-bit. A little, a little 7-bit guys running Really? Around. You're just going to roll with that? Yes, I'm going to roll with that. I know what you're trying to go for. It's a fun multiplayer dungeon thing. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Sh- Shout-outs to Jeremy Bellucci, because uh, I reached out to him, and he made new music for our video game Halloween-y intro Check and it out. our yeah. new outro. It's great. And uh, you should listen to uh, oh, Marty's name is Adonizadek. Adonizadek. Sure. Uh, because he says Crawl was great. Awesome. He's not talking about the movie, which is really good. He's talking about the <laughs> video we put out of the video game. <laughs> Thank you, Marty. You we are not man. alligators in a basement. I bet I Marty know. would like playing that game. That game? Yeah. I, I think that game's a lot of, lot of fun. Um, he says, by the way, loved the Don't Be a Dick at the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because it's a, hol- it's a Halloween one. But those are the two. Those are the three links in the description. So you can check those out. Um, and that's it. Oh. All right. For now. Who wants to go first their week? I'll go. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, not a whole lot done, but the things I did do, I'm proud of myself because one, I'm getting in I'm further into Dune. All right, so not super far. What, what chapter? Uh, it was right after. Uh, crap, I want to say chapter four. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. No, I just I expected. I'm sorry, I expected. It more. is further than where he was. I. It's true. Actually, no, not chapter four. Six. That's cool. 
two more. Right the on. thing about Dune for me, because I'm also in the middle of reading Dune, uh, I try to do like a chapter or two a day, especially at work. But the problem is some chapters are like eight minutes. And then some chapters are like an hour and a half. So which, I, which yeah. in the page form is like there are chapters that are like five pages and there are chapters yep. that are like thirty. Hundred like percent. Like the last chapter I got to was with uh, Doctor Yo. Yeah. Yui. Uh, Yui. Yui. Yeah. Oh, I love that dude. Uh, what it's Doctor Yui talking with Paul for the first time. I love it. I lo- oh, I love that. So oh, that's gosh, where. I, so I that's where dude. I'm at. And since we're not recording the show tomorrow, tomorrow I'm like after I get all Man, my chores done. That was a year ago for me. So once I'm actually kind of the disadvantage of starting ahead of time. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so tomorrow. Is my day of reading, your like Dune day, day. day of reading my Dune's comics day. and day of reading my Dune. Dune's it's like three day. hour of three hours of Dune, an hour of comics, and then more time. So of listen, Dune. guys, since we're gonna be on this Dune train, if we're doing the book, I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask you guys: Would you be willing? Because I already did it for for downright annoyed. Would you guys be willing to watch David Lynch's Dune? Hell yes. I'm As, not I'm not gonna lie to you. Like yeah yeah yeah. I watched a, a like trailer thing where they're like, here's the new trailer. And the, the original film, and they're like yeah. cutting the original film to match more or less what the new trailer is. And I'm like, yo, I kind of want to watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so part of me just really, a side thing. Yeah. So I kind of actually do want to watch the original Dune. I haven't seen the uh, You guys know I haven't seen it, but I actually saw that um, uh, Screen Junkies put up the, the honest trailer of it. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet because part of yeah, me is don't like, don't spoil it. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. part of me is like, I really want to watch this original and just so I can. Part me wants to compare and contrast it's it. It's so it, it's really easy because it's on HBO Max, which is a service that we all have. Work. Um, I would love to. I don't know if I could watch it before the new one comes out, though. I don't. I don't. I'm, I will say, like, I don't feel like it has to be part of like us talking about the book or no. us talking about the new movie. But I would love to do a discussion about it. Honestly, kind of almost after the new one's out. Yeah. yeah. And like okay. retroactively go. Yeah. What was that one? If, <laughs> if after after the new one, yeah, I could probably do that easy. So yeah. I'm I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, a little bit of sizzle there. We're all reading Dune because we're going to be doing a Fickner book club special mm-hmm. uh, about the novel. S- spoilers. Dune was in my week. Yeah, Dune <laughs> was in my week too. Um. Uh. I I do remember because you brought up. I want to tell a little quick story about about reading Dune because I also try to do like a like a, like a chapter a day. Um. A chapter a day that keeps the doctor away. And I was, uh, and I, I got to a point where it was like a five, five page chapter. I was like, I can read another one. I'm not tired. How long is this chapter? Nope. No, that's that's the same thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. definitely not. Yeah. It's like, nope. Um, because it's I was like, like, maybe tomorrow. Because the thing is, like, it it's the chapter changes when he changes characters orientation. Not necessarily always characters, because, like, your, your character, like, you can hear the voices of multiple characters mm-hmm. at a time, but, like, the location, yeah, your yeah. focus location of what's happening. It's like a, it's a, a scene change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, because like some sometimes like entire chapters are just people talking, and then it's a scene change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I've been re- I've been reading Dune, and the other thing I've I've been preparing myself for is I can finally say I have played and beaten all four original 2D Metroids. Yay. I am now ready for Metroid Dread, which comes out in five days. That's exciting. Ben Ben is one notch lower, a fake nerd. One step closer to being real. A real <laughs> nerd. A real boy. I realize that should have been the concept of the show the entire time. We should just constantly be trying to make ourselves real nerds. <laughs> oh. Wow. Clean up our fake nerd cards. Man, oh. we're five years late. Okay. Five years late. <laughs> way, too late concept. way too late for that concept. Because honestly, I've done a lot of things that I've no, missed. Right? Like you just start checking off things yeah. as you go. And it's like, like oh, I, I have done all right. this. All right, guys. Yeah. Guys. Uh, Reboot next week. Episode no. one. Reboot. We're no. coming back. Can no. we not? I'm Can chill. Not? So yeah, so um, I've beaten Metroid Fusion, which is the Game Boy Advance uh, Metroid, Metroid 4, the last one that came out 19 years ago in 2002. Wow. It is my favorite Metroid. Nice. It Good. is not the best one. Oh. The best one far, by far is Super Metroid for the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Amazing game. And as I'm playing these games, they're awesome. I absolutely love them. 
and I love I love each one in its own way. I've played Zero Mission, which is a remake for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS, which is amazing. Um, of course, Super Metroid is like a pinnacle of the Super Nintendo. Every time you talk to someone about Super Nintendo, like today, I also recorded uh, Base Arcade Pause Menu with uh, my guest Ron the Pharaoh. Hey, Ron. And we we went on about Super Metroid for a good 20 to 30 minutes. It's that good of a game. Nice. And uh, Metroid Fusion, which, of course, was the last one, which I got stuck on as a kid, gave it away, and now I have it again. I have beat it. I absolutely love it, and I just cannot wait for Dread. So soon. Yeah, I can't wait for the Dread sequel either. Soon. <laughs> Anyone? Okay, real quickly, Marty is in the chat a lot. Jesus, Marty. Um, so Thanks. Marty. Oh, Thanks, Marty. Gonna He's engaged. Going to pull out some quotes here. Marty says, how long is the audiobook for Dune? Like 15 hours? 20 hours. 20 hours. There yep. you go. Um, he really wants us to reboot next week. He just says, do it. No. You know, Marty, no. honestly, if I didn't have enough going on, I, Marty, I would, I would think about chaos, it. But and like, then no. he said, reboot, reboot, <laughs> reboot, no. reboot. Listen, no. if you want to talk about like the 2000 shows reboot, like I also <laughs> won't do that. <laughs> yeah, we won't do either of those. Sorry. But Marty yeah. is a fun guy to have. I just wanted to highlight those. He's chats. also a fun, a fun guy. He's not a mushroom. Oh, Lord. Get out. No, I live here. My, my, <laughs> my free guy Blu-ray is coming. So, uh, Ben, I know you said that you love all the Metroid games. Differently, mm-hmm. who's your favorite child, though? <laughs> I, I told you my favorite Metro game is Fusion. Fusion? Ha! Why are you staring at me like that? No, I'm just, I'm just processing. Okay. Uh, so besides finally playing Metroid and finishing Metroid, um, also just played a little bit, once again, more comfort games, um, pretty much like one or two levels of Super Mario 3D Land. Mm-hmm. Solid title, absolutely love it. And reading Dune. So that's pretty much all the media I consumed this week and also watching uh, What If, but we're going to talk about that later. From the diaries of Princess Erelon. Yeah. Who else mm-hmm. wants to... I'll go. Do I it. watched 1983's The Keep, directed by Michael Mann. That is Michael Mann's only horror movie. Can't imagine why. It's only you would know because you, you, I'm keep, a real you one. keep up with the good shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waypoint is a podcast that I really like, Soda Sparks. Uh, they have a new a new series talking about Michael Mann movies, and this is one of his that I haven't seen, uh, mostly because I heard it wasn't very good. Um, but I watched it, and I, I quite like it. I don't I can't say it's a great movie. Um, Michael Mann certainly hates it. Like He's trying to like get that thing destroyed. He hates it. Um, but like... It, it's a guy who doesn't make horror movies, making a horror movie. So it's you get to see all the cool things that don't usually happen in horror movies, plus all like the weird schlock that was happening in the 80s. Uh, I think it's really cool, and especially like watching Malignant and then watching Venom and also watching to keep all in the same room. It's like, oh man, like I, I love schlock. Like I when it's good, I really like it. Um, it's 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 got uh, Ian McKellen in his first movie, in his first big movie. He plays he plays a Holocaust survivor who has to like figure out the mysteries of the keep. The keep's about Nazis taking over this place uh, that's the keep, and it's got mysteries in it. Imagine the beginning of Captain America, but that's where the whole movie takes place. Is in that place where the where the Tesseract was. Um, really cool. Again, like I don't think it's really great, but I think it does a lot of unique things. Um, that's the big thing that I did this week in terms of entertainment. Um, I played Avengers. I played like around the Fortnite. I'm gonna be honest, guys. I don't. I think the the gameplay of Fortnite this season's great. I can care less about the battle pass. I don't care about any of those characters. I'm gonna be honest. Carnage is like the is a level 100. I he looks cool. I don't care about unlocking Carnage. So like the the want to play is not as high as it was for the previous seasons. For sure. Um, but the gameplay is there. Like I think all the alien shit's really cool. But like I just don't care about unlocking anything. Yeah, there, there. It never ceases to amaze me how much like Fortnite is able to like 
really change up what's going on so there's all these new elements to incorporate and play with and like i was just playing the other day where i was like man i still just really miss the bow and arrow though <laughs> i did, uh, for real that's, that's still probably my favorite weapon. you were sniping fools left yeah, and man, right I, with that bow man, and arrow it was beautiful it, it was, yeah man i bows and games i love you them. you know what guess who agrees with you is it marty marty? It marty marty says same the paddle pass is weak yeah 100 percent. percent. but I at least the gameplay's great i mean i have actually i've been jonesing to play fortnite but at the same time i've kind of haven't been just because like you know you're unlocking like i'm not unlocking like marvel or dc characters but even like the original characters is like it's like a chimpanzee or it's like a like a horseman i'm like i just don't care yeah like the the last time i unlocked a big character was was uh rick yeah. from the last from last season but even then i wouldn't really play as rick i just play as the, that megazord there that uh giant fortnite yeah, megazord yeah. thing uh yeah. So yeah, um, I'm playing some of that. Um, I finished. Uh, I've caught up on a couple X books since uh, since Marty's oh, here. Yeah, yeah. I did enjoy that when I played. I played with Marty and his daughter, uh, my niece Millie. Uh, love her. Playing with her is chaos. That's great. <laughs> oh, so she she, t- she just drove a car away from us at one point. Like just took off. And You're we were on like, your own. Oh, okay. <laughs> Later, losers. So she does. <laughs> she got it. mad when she got in trouble. <laughs> we're like, well, what do you expect? <laughs> what happened? So she takes after her father then. Yeah. Was it Marty or it's Travis? It's a different kind of chaos. Was it Marty or Travis when we were playing that? That's Travis. No, oh, okay, because when well, the first time we were playing, he was on a boat and he was on the dry oh, land. Travis is also chaos. We're not getting another Travis, are we? <laughs> At this rate, that'd be great, yeah. can only handle one of them. <laughs> um, What else? Oh, yeah, so I'm catching up on the Xbox. Um... I I read all of Cable. I was like four issues behind on Cable, but uh, yeah, man, I that was that's a really great series. Um, Cable is a character who's extremely complicated uh, with his history. Uh, you know, having he's he is a he's the son of Madeline Pryor, who is a clone of Jean Grey, but he was sent to the future because he got the techno organic virus. So he's a character from the future, but he keeps coming back to the past to save the X Men, and it's super convoluted, kind of like Kang, but a hero. Um, and and this Cable book kind of. Uh, uh, just makes it a little bit easier. It's like, hey, like we're in a constant loop. Like me and Stripe, who is my evil clone, we're just in a constant loop of going back in time to fix each other's problems, to kill each other, and blah blah blah. And it's just like they kind of made it a little easier to to uh, take it all digest. in, digest, digest. Thank you, yeah. Um, and it's just Phil Noto art looking great, and just like that book's so much fun. And I'm I am sad it's over. Um, but now like uh, uh, looking back, like I read that Cable uh, Reloaded uh, Al Ewing book for Last Annihilation. It's Old Man Cable, and I'm like, oh yeah, Old Man Cable rules too. Cable's always been cool, uh, and I'm just like, oh man, like and it made me go back and read a bunch of X books because I'm still in the process of reading a bunch of Chris Claremont's X Men. The dude wrote X Men for 17 years by himself. Like, I, I still can't. It's it's unfathomable to think that one person has such an impact on on an idea like one person does not define batman one person doesn't define spider-man one person does define x-men and it is chris claremont everything you think you like about x-men it's because of chris claremont right um and it's just so impressive to be like oh my god like all this stuff that i love it's like it, it, it happened here and like everyone's just trying to replicate it and it's like just no one's as good man and just there's a reason that dude was on a book for almost 20 years i mean isn't that why grant morrison when he came on the x-men he was like i don't we should be doing something new. A hundred percent. He did something radically different. He's like, I am. They. Like, they. Thank you. Good job. They, thank they, you. Sorry. Uh, yeah. They. Their whole thing was like, we want to be job, the man. antithesis of of the Claremont run. We want to do something very different, and they did. And it's uh, especially his stuff with Emma. Like, I, I. Oh God, I love Emma Frost so much. Um. Yeah. So Chris Claremont's dope. I read. I'm reading like 30 issues of X Men every week. I. I'm still only in 1981, and he leaves in like the 90s. So like, I'll be done in like five years or whatever. Good luck, <laughs> bro. And also, he wrote like Excalibur and New Mutants. Like that dude's like. 
like he's written thousands of X-Men comics. And you've got you thousands now, really. I'll, you, I'll you, you are now also getting one step closer to that real nerd. Yeah. Well you're, done. you're you're going to be that guy. I was like, well, have you read all X-Men? Have you? I have and, actually. And still, Here's my proof. There's just, oh, there's still just so much. Because also like I'm reading like Uncanny X-Men, but then like you get to relaunch into this regular X-Men and it's like, oh, that's another hundreds of issues. Anyway, sure. uh, I read some of that. Um, um, I read, I read some Spider-Man. I've been reading some Spider-Man because I was going to read some Venom because I've read a lot of Spider-Man, but I haven't read a lot of symbiote stuff because I just honestly up until uh, Donny Cates was writing Venom sure. or Rick Romero was writing Flash Thompson Venom, which was really cool. Uh, I just didn't really give a shit about Venom because, you know, it was like angsty 90s stuff. But now, like, you know. Unless it was Flash. Unless it was Flash. But again, that's like, it's a very different sure, type of Venom. Sure, it's a different book. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, being older, you know, liking more schlocky stuff, I went back and, you know, I read Maximum Carnage, which is literally this entire movie we just watched. It's just Maximum Carnage, but replaced Spider-Man with Venom. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is so fun. Carnage is, like... Carnage is super stupid, and his whole thing is just, I'm a bad guy, guys. Guess what? But, like, when it's done well, again, like, when Schlock is done really well, like, it's great. And Maximum Carnage is so fun, and Shriek is so fun. And I'm like, now I'm like, oh, like, definitely not to the Ghost Rider level, but, like, I can see myself diving into all the symbiote stuff because I know, like, it has a huge fan base. Sure. Um, and this, I've been reading a lot of comics, guys. I love comics. Comics are back. They've, you know, welcome back. To, welcome back, Ryan. <laughs> um, I, you've mentioned Cable. Mm-hmm. I uh, finished Cable also. Um, Ooh, what a quinky dink! And uh, uh, one of my favorite lines from the Cable early in the run is I wanted to bring up was when he's differentiating himself from Old Man Cable because he like he likes the guns and he's like, you know, I've actually always preferred swords. Mm-hmm. So I like that that like I'm different than the old guy because I like swords and that's it's uh, just fun stuff. And not to spoil because I know you guys haven't finished the book, but like. Uh, Old Man Cable's back, and so like I, it's it's kind of hard not to spoil that's the things that this book's been done for a while now. But like Old Man Cable's back, and maybe Young Cable's not here anymore. But like to see the arc of I don't want to be that person to realizing oh I am that person I have to accept it. Really great stuff. Really great stuff. Like that kind of destiny shit. Like oh I don't I I, I want to fight my destiny except and then like you accept it. Sure. Really good stuff. Like really makes me appreciate that that character uh way more than I used to. Yeah. And I think I'm sure I did more with you, and I don't remember any of it. Uh. There's something else you're not mentioning. Probably. And I'll bring it up because we both watched some anime this week, but we didn't watch the same anime. Oh my god, that's so. I'm so. Literally, I spent my entire week doing the thing I wasn't even going to talk know. about. That's so funny. <laughs> I've watched half of Demon Slayer. <laughs> you watched Demon Slayer? I've watched. I watched like four episodes every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm up to like episode like 15 or 16. Uh, yeah. Uh, it happened because my coworker was like, "Hey Ryan, uh, I'm having a, I'm throwing a Demon Slayer costume party. Have you seen Demon Slayer?" I'm like, "No, give me a week." So uh, <laughs> I'm halfway done. There are so I love that show, guys. Like, man, that anime rips so hard. Yes, it and does. It's so it is such an easy anime to get into, and every episode's like it's a monster of the week thing. But every episode dives into the bigger narrative. Uh, especially after watching Vampire Hunter D, like the inspirations are like so from Vampire Hunter D in the show. I love it. It's about demon hunting. All the all, it's very much like X Men. Like they all have weird, crazy mutant powers. There's a dude who's a who's a, a demon, and he has a bunch of bongos on his body, and he bangs the bongos, and he makes the room turn like Inception. Oh. It's wicked wild. I love it. I cannot wait to finish it, then watch that movie. Ooh. That guy was... Because when you first meet this demon, because this demon has also a pretty... He pass- has the same backstory as um, Copper- Copperhead from uh, Luke Cage. What, what's the character's mm-hmm. name? Yeah, he's a failed musician. His dad didn't love him, and now he's a demon. He's a great musician. Yeah. And his whole thing is like, wow, I respect you, demon. I'm sorry I have to kill you. And he's like, thank you for respecting me. I'll die now. He has uh, such so a... He has such... Just, just wait, it gets worse. I'm so happy. The, he has such a tragic backstory. And a bunch of the demons that you're going to meet have tragic backstories. It's so good. And you're just like... I mean... The demons do bad shit. Cause of course, they're bad boys. Unless, oh, you met the demon. Yeah, you have met the demon doctor, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she's like the one good she's one so that cool. everyone loves. Because it's like, oh, thank God, she's cool. Mm-hmm. But then you get like the um the this 
the don't uh, tell the me bongo no the bongo guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. only talking about up to where you are because okay, I was gonna ask where you are. Yeah, yeah. And just everything about the show is so freaking good. It's so so beautifully drawn. <sighs> yeah, the yeah. action's ins- like one of the best looking animes. Like I don't watch a lot of anime, it's uh, so gorgeous. But, but like definitely, like I could see why this one is like one of the most popular ones around. Ryan, right now. I cannot. I am so happy you're watching Demon Slayer, and just you wait, the fights oh are gonna God. get a lot better, dude. It's like, ah, uh, just like wa- like the breathing and like water slaying, and like there's a dude who has like a thunder blade, and like what? Oh, Zen- <laughs> he's only useful when he's so, unconscious. Yeah, he's, he's lame though. Zenitsu, su- <laughs> Zenitsu sucks. He sucks. He totally. sucks. It's gonna be like your redemption. He's gonna end up being cool or something. This is what anime. Does. I don't care. Zenitsu sucks. So I read this, so you guys have to. Okay. Okay. Uh, Marty says. Stopped watching cable a while ago, mainly stream shows. Yes. Uh, so one of the great zing, jokes, zing, zing. one of the great jokes that Strife, who is a Cable's Eva clone, he always calls Cable. He calls him Basic Cable. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, one. Okay, I'll go. Yeah. Which is, I also watched some anime this week. Demon Slayer. But I started before Ryan started watching Demon Slayer, and if I'd known that was going to happen, I would have been like, "Well, I'll go through Demon Slayer right now too." <laughs> Instead, I took a different path. Um, I've started Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah, the original. Yeah, the original. Here it goes. Um, this so is a good week for Ben. So I'm watching Mobile Suit Gundam. Hold up, time out, real quick. So, really, really quick. So earlier today, I recorded Base Marcade Pause Menu. The first ten minutes is because Ron, uh, my guest on the show, he showed me a gun plot he's making. And for the good few minutes, we just talked about Gundam. So oh, yeah. yes, this is a good week for me, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Continue. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So I'm watching Mobile Suit Gundam now. Um, that's pretty good it actually holds up surprisingly well i'll admit that part of that i think is helped by really good sound design that it has because it's like the 2017 funimation dub that Mm -hmm. i'm watching Mm -hmm. uh because from my understanding they're like honestly like the original dub was trash but you could watch the funimation dub and it's actually pretty good and they were like do that or do subtitles and i'm like well i'll try the dub and see how that goes and i actually really like a lot of the voices uh for the most part i think they fit really well um so the sound uh, all the sound sounds really good. All the sound effects are like pretty much the more modern version of those same sound effects, so they sound really crisp and clean. Mm-hmm. Um, so only the music it really sounds of its time, and then mm-hmm. of course the animation looks of its time. But like it holds up really, really well. Uh, the shows I didn't expect that the show just like the first chunk of episodes are all about like them just like cat and mousing through yeah. a big conflict. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty much um. Yeah, it's just like you get the white base, you get the attack on side seven, and then the white base gets out, and then Amuro is in the Gundam, and he takes out that Zaku. You, you watched this. Show. I watched, uh, so the, the parts of Mobile Suit Gundam I have seen, I've watched um, the first five episodes. Um, like I had two DVDs of it, uh-huh. but it was like volume one, volume two, volume three, like they were spread out. Gotcha. So I had volume one and volume three. So it was oh, no. a right what so it was so where my first DVD ended is when the white base goes to Earth and then the sure. second and the third DVD I had was right after um the Battle of New York where one of the Zabi family members dies. Not there yet. We're not there yet. Okay. Uh, uh but it's it's solid. Good content. Um I really like good space tactics and in like the third episode is uh the main character Amaro being like, No, 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 we need to attack them from this side because they'll they'll be blinded by the sun and I'm like, Wow, this is incredibly smart. I'm also really glad that I'm listening to the podcast The Great Gundam Project as I go through it because they've watched that show and they take it on two episodes at a time. And uh it was really nice because in the first episode they they kind of contextualize something that the show doesn't, which is where they are in space because it's kind of not well explained and it's like, oh, they're literally like right next to Earth and like the concept of like where they're fighting at and why is like 
better explained through that podcast than it is through the show at this moment in time. Yeah, because really, once once you start into Mobile Suit Gundam, you get the narration of um, like Princess Elyon. No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Uh, like the principality of Zeon is from this colonies, which are first from right. The they Earth. explain that, but they don't spatially explain to yeah. you where that is in in relation to Earth very well. Yeah. Like like, like it's just space. And then they were like, no, 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 it's like right here. And I'm like, oh, oh, it's like right there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the only the reason why I know like where the sides are, where the colonies are, is because of the multiple Gundam games I played. They have the, the the map of where things are for sure. So like you have like the bunch of sides which are closer to the moon or the in the moon's orbit, and then side three is like way the f out there. Question: When when the moon turned into the spaceship in Gurren Logan, um, <laughs> what was the Gurren Logan version called? Was I, that I don't remember. Tengen uh, Topa Gurren Logan. Um, originally it was Cathedral Terra. Uh, That's what the that. ship was. That was what the ship was called, and then they called it something else. I forget I what it was, it was. I thought it was Tang and Topa. Moon, I was trying to remember which one that was. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. But yeah, so I'm doing that, and I was like, oh, I kind of don't want to just drop that because I just started to watch Demon Slayer, so I'm probably gonna go all the way through Mobile Suit Gundam, and then maybe Listen, I'll pick I'm, up Demon Slayer. Only, like, no, 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 just because you were there, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'd love to be in this moment yeah. with you and do this, and I'm like, uh, I started Gundam though, yeah. <laughs> and I'd been like. I'd been waiting, like, to biding my time, and I'm like, I really want to dive in. I've been waiting, and I'm like, I'm going to dive into Mobile Suit Gundam. I'm at yeah. least going to go through those 43 episodes and get that done. Are you? Do you have the Blu-rays, or are you watching it on the Funimation? I'm watching it on Funimation. Okay. Funimation. Cool. Yep. Uh, okay, anyway, other than that, um, some things. Uh, we played Crawl. Obviously, you can go watch <laughs> us play that. It's on our basement arcade. Uh, Red Dune, we talked about that. Um, what if? Uh, we're going to talk about it later. Duncan, I, I watched Supergirl. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Oh, uh, saver! <laughs> I'm not. I'm not caught up or anything. I just. I like watched two episodes since it's come back, sure. and I w- have nothing. It's not negative. It's just. It's there. Yeah. Uh, it's, I have nothing extremely positive to say either. Um, but I do have positive things to say about Doom Patrol because <gasps> we watched the first episode of the new season. Ooh. Very cool. Really liked it. Uh, uh, Missy. From Michelle Doctor Gomez. Who, yes, uh, is cu- is on the show now. Um, her introduction is really good. She's also in uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That's true. Um, and that was a good episode. I'm looking forward to watching more. It Doom definitely Patrol. felt like like the actual season finale of last season. This uh, it felt like a Titans season two situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I didn't. Mi- we also kind of knew that because we knew that there was a reason why yeah. they like lost an episode. Yeah, and it just so feels we knew like that was going to happen. It got pushed to this season. Yeah, because so it didn't it's, really. It's really the payoff of. All the what stuff what was at the end of the previous season? Then I'm yeah. glad I'm then I'm glad I'm not there yet, so I have that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it, it wasn't a problem. Like it, you would have been on a different kind of cliffhanger. It mm-hmm. would have been a cliffhanger either way. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so it did that. Uh, I also had the opportunity to watch Halloween 2018. Um, <laughs> because uh, we were showing it to Megan's sister Katie. Uh, we watched that last night. That movie rips. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, one of my favorites. Here, here to report. Still good. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm amped. I'm amped for the new one. Soon. Um, watched another episode of Only Murders in the Building uh, that came out this week. And I just want to briefly say that I think everybody should be watching that show, especially if you guys want to watch an episode where there is no vocal dialogue except for a single line. Wow. Make hmm. of that what you will. Uh, Did you see Saul the Saul episode? Did I already bring up on the show the tweet where it was just like Steve Martin has has easily slid into the role left by Woody Allen and he's just like you just got banjoed bitch. Mm. 
That's funny. <laughs> um, man, that is funny. Uh, so highly recommend that show. Still good. Uh, very excited. I now know because I've started listening to the podcast associated with it that um, they're in season two. So that's going to be another season of that show, Ooh. which is great. Uh, and the last thing I'll bring up, because I'm sure Brand's going to piggyback off this, is I watched Skyfall. Man, guys, Ad- they just don't make them like that. No, they really don't. <laughs> Adele. <laughs> Does he? Uh, like, it's it's easy to get caught up in the hyperbole of saying, like, well, Skyfall's the best. It really is the best. <laughs> like, it's it's quintessential, like, what makes Bond good? This. Yes. This is what makes Bond specifically good. Uh, and it's it's... Doing Mission Impossible stuff, but with the style that Bond ha- is yeah. supposed to have. And that's what makes it so good. Um, I also think that, like, honestly, the film's narrative is served better by having Bond be a secondary emotional main character to someone else, in this case, M. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Mommy. works better um, than a lot of the things they try and do to put him at the center in Daniel Craig's films. Yeah, I also watch skyfall unless you want more to say um it's a conversation okay go ahead uh yeah <laughs> i also watch skyfall i also watch specter but i'll talk about that separately i haven't um, done that yet and skyfall is just i remember watching it was made for the 50th anniversary i remember watching the movie in theaters and i go that was something special it's very wild to go from having watched the two right before and like the way that film was conceptualized, the shots, the lighting, the ideas of the locations, what Bond does uh, is so... So specifically, I think this is the quintessential like representation of like he's doing Mission Impossible stuff. The things that have made the Mission Impossible movies good, but he's doing it the Bond way. Yeah. And it's working. Is when he pulls the, the bulldozer thing over <laughs> and he yeah. rips it open and then climbs up it and jumps in. But the moment he jumps in, he adjusts his suit. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's what Bond should be. When he's working best now, yes, uh, and most of the time it's not that. Yeah. Um, but for that movie, it it hits and it hits every time. Um, there's also just there's still shitty things about the way women are handled, but it's definitely way way less in Skyfall than it is anywhere else. The benefit that Skyfall has is making Judy Dench really the main female lead. Agreed. And I. Th- I love Judy Dench. I've loved Judy Dench ever since GoldenEye. I think she's an incredible M. Uh, but the Craig films is where she where she shines, yeah. and nowhere better than Skyfall. Like if they they knew that she was going out with that movie, and they needed to make it good, and they did. And now, Javier Bardem is just like he also accentuates that like. Man, I love Mads Mikkelsen, but Mads Mikkelsen is wasted in Casino Royale mm-hmm. comparatively. Like yeah. honestly, yes. Yes. like it's it just like Casino Royale and then Quantum of Solace. Like, bleh. like you don't have a villain that's like really hitting it out of the park. And then like Spectre, we have Christoph Waltz, but like it's not like what Javier Bardem is bringing to the table. And it's like not the same. that helps anchor it too, because like you need Bond to be reacting to them, and Bond can't react to the villains in Casino Royale and Quantum Solace as well as he can to Javier Bardem. I yeah. didn't I didn't rewatch the movie with you, but I came downstairs, and, and it was like the big action scene. Uh, I don't, is it, where is it? Is it in Hong Kong? Where is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I'm waiting for the camera to cut. And it's just this long action scene. I'm like, cut, cut it. You're still going. Cut, cut the, f- this is too good. You gotta stop. This is too it's, good. It's the benefit of that they had because the first two fil- Craig films are obviously trying to be born. And mm. this one was go- was going off Mission Impossible, but doing it the Bond way. Sam Mendes, yeah. good job, buddy. Man, and he's the guy who directed this. Like he's like a big drama director. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. do action movies. And I'm like, man, like and like and that, that that shows like the consideration yeah. of it. There's a <clears throat> like even though I think the handling of women in general 
over the Daniel Craig Bond era, Bond errands in general, but uh, certainly the Daniel Craig one ha- can be really mired in some stuff. And there's even with this specific character a not so great moment. There's still this moment where he he grabs her and he's like, "I know something's wrong. You're afraid, mm-hmm. and I can help. Wh- Tell is, me what's up." Wh- who's the girl in Skyfall? Is it Taskmaster? Is it that girl, or is that a different movie? It's Ooh. Olga. She has black hair. Is it in this one? Is it Inspector? God, I don't. I'll look it up. Man, on. you guys just watch these movies. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. No, I, I cannot recognize the girl. The the only so it's Money Penny and it's the other girl. Yeah, I know it's Naomi Harris. Then it's got to be Inspector because I don't remember. Uh, she was older, so Dan Batista's in- Inspector though. That's cool. That was fun to remember. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, he has no lines except for one. He uh, he has one line. Shit. No, not her. Huh. Uh, right, yeah, this it's is, Inspector. This then. is the this is the main oh, other no, girl yeah, that's yeah. not named. No, the, the 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 girl who is Taskmaster is in one of these movies. I was watching. She's before. a French actress. Ha, ha, I can't ha. pronounce her first name, but she's really cool. Yeah, right on. Uh, you're, yeah, that that <laughs> one of my favorite. One of the things that I, uh, that I forgot about the Craig Bond films is how funny he is a- in the role. Daniel Craig is like his comedy wasn't really quite there to play with yet. You know, we won't see that until much later in his career. But he was still willing to do more comedic scenes, and the Bond comedy kind of comes through really well with him but there's this one bit that i really love it's when he's fighting in the komodo dragon pit and yeah, he's just being carried off and he just sees the komodo dragon where the other guy does it he just gives him a face like what's that why is that here i would i mean i would get the same face uh no dragon and the, yeah he's just pointing he's like this is just and he's pointing at the guy he's like you should turn around and the guy and the guy gets hit by the komodo dragon um yeah he's really funny in this movie he's He's much more comfortable with his dry humor yeah. in Skyfall here than he is anywhere else. Yeah, uh, of the four. And Judy Dench, he he plays off so well with Judy Dench. Um, you know, I can't I, I can't speak enough about her portrayal of M just in general, and it still made me cry watching that moment where she where she dies. Um, spoilers for Skyfall. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no time to die is coming. That's like almost ten years old. Um, it's wild how long ago that movie came out. Uh, we're almost we're approaching the 60th anniversary of James Bond. Wow. Man. Um, Should have just pushed No Time to Die back another year. <laughs> One more push. Yeah, right? Do it. You're not going to have a movie out next Even year. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- like the day before the movie comes out, just push it six more months. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They should. They do we need to go two more, like go three more months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then call it. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Then we'll call it close enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, a, there's the bit where Judy Dench like makes the call to shoot Bond. Uh, and and you can just see the kind of like, the the what the wrestling she's doing in her brain, like okay, lose Bond or lose the the drive, lose Bond, lose the drive, lose Bond, and you can see that kind of in that performance yes, and it's yes. really handled. Also, we're introduced to Ray Fiennes in that movie, yeah, and I yeah. think he's great. I I I honestly like I was thinking of Spectre, and I was like, man, he's not very impressionable. Oh yeah, and, and then I I it'd been a while, and I went back to Skyfall. I'm like, oh no, he's like cool. Money Penny. Yeah. Isn't Money Penny in, in yes? Venom Naomi Harris well? is yeah. in Yay, all. Yay! Look there's, at that reunion. There's the bit where because we, we also get Q back in this movie this time played by um, Ben Patrick Wishaw. Ben Wishaw, um, and he and and Mallory, which is Ray Fine's character, uh, walks in and is like, "What are you doing?" He's like, right. "Oh, nothing." And he's like, "It's." And he like kind of goes on board. He's like, "Okay, let's do this. Let's beat this guy." It's the strong return to form, and honestly, like regardless of how No Time to Die turns out, we'll find out next week. Um, I don't think you can do modern bond better than skyfall so i question if it's even worth trying at this point yeah honestly like I, that's kind of where i'm sitting i just having seen specter i'm like i just i don't know that you can do it i uh because like uh, daniel craig is doing like the press and stuff so i've watched a bunch of interviews with him and like he is very much 
like not the same type of person he was when he was last doing oh, the movie. Sure. He's like, you know, like I talked a lot of shit about the last movie, but like I really, the thing that like made me believe in this new movie, he's like, I want it to, it's the thing I always talk about. Like I want to go out on a high note. Mm-hmm. Like that last movie, like I wasn't happy with it. Nobody was happy with it. So like I really pushed, like I want to do one more so I can end it on my own terms. And like if he's happy with that movie, then like a lot of people seem to like no, it. No, I respect yeah. that for sure. Like I'm not, I, I, I just, I, I'm sh- I think there's a good chance I'm going to enjoy No Time yeah. to Die. I just don't think it's going to top Skyfall. Oh, I don't yeah, know yeah. that modern Bond can, and I don't know that it ever should try anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think you, I think Skyfall, honestly, I think you peaked. I, I think, think so James too. Bond peaked. I think so, too. especially modern Bond. Yeah, um, we got Mission Impossible. I sorry. Have, <laughs> I have a strong suspicion about how No Time to Die ends that I won't mention, just in case I'm right. Sure. Um, and I, I think he's an alien. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just wondering like how we go forward. Uh, in modern Bond, I, I I've said before Next I don't think discussion. we should, um, but I did I did wanted to to know I've been tweeting a lot about James Bond because I'm actually writing a piece about James Bond uh, for Atomic Geekdom, uh, specifically the Craig Bond films. Just give it a little whatever, um, and I was looking at the Rotten Tomato scores for all the Craig Bond films, and it led me to the Rotten Tomato scores of all of them. Craig's Bond, the only Craig Bond era film that the only Bond, the only Craig, Craig era, era Bond, Bond film, film yeah, mm-hmm. um, that got close to beating a Sean Connery Bond score was Casino Royale. That's crazy. And I thought that was nuts. I was like, are you kidding me? It's Skyfall? 100% Skyfall. <laughs> what, what were we drinking? It's not even a question. Um, uh, yeah. And I, also, like, real quick, even if, like, even if you don't think it's, like, the best James Bond movie, Skyfall is just, like, an insanely good movie. <laughs> it yeah. is. Like, even without James Bond, that movie just rocks. Yeah. Regardless. Um, yeah. I, uh, it's, it's back to basics in a good way. Um, if you're a person who's like going to go see No Time to Die, you don't really want to go through all the Craig Bond films. Just watch Skyfall. Just watch Skyfall. <laughs> like so I, I guess Spectre is like important for story purposes, but nah. like just watch Skyfall. Like that's yeah. just good. Read shit. the Wikipedia. <laughs> you're fine. Or if you go see No Time to Die and you're like, man, I need a, a good Craig Bond film, immediately turn to Skyfall. That's that's where yes. you want to go. Um, it's all. It's wonderful. It's weird. It's I'll quintessential. Say. Yeah. Uh, the the movie's great. It, it's it's it is weird, and we've talked about it in person, you and I. How connected the Craig mm. Bond films are. And Skyfall benefits by not being connected right. at all. But then Spectre retroactively connects it. And I'm like, are you, yeah. you're nuts. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. an idiot. Because yeah. um, there's some things that I think are happening in No Time to Die that ha- have to do with that connection uh, with the Bond films being so connected. So I wanted to go back through them all, which I have been doing. And mm-hmm. I, I uh, if we're done with Spectre... I'm done with Skyfall, yeah. Uh, Skyfall. Go ahead. Then I'll talk about I watch Spectre. I will do that. This coming week, yeah, I, I'm I'm going out of town this coming week. Ryan will too, because we're watching that one together, right, Spectre? You said you wanted to see it again because you don't remember it. I mean, I know I drink a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, like honestly, like I might just like so I have like a connection because I only saw that movie in theaters once, and I'm like, ah, I know. also only saw it once in theaters. Has been like to remind me we went to see it in IMAX. Yeah. I think I think the key problem to me is every time I've seen the trailer for No Time to Die, and he's talking to the girl who I know is important. I'm like, Leia say do, yeah. and I'm like, I because I even I'm asked like, you, I don't was she in Skyfall? Because I straight she's up, in, she's she's Inspector. She's Inspector. I'm like, uh, I you know who she is. Do you mind? Because this came out a couple of years ago. I know you're going to rewatch it, but you fell asleep through it, so you don't know a lot of those details. <laughs> Damn. So true. You pulled a venom. It's <laughs> so true. Do you want me to say who Leah Sado is? I mean, or do they're, you want to be they're surprised? like together, right? No. She's Mr. White's daughter. <laughs> Jesus. Remember the Mr. White plot yes, hole? Yes, I remember. I remember. Enemies to lovers. That that made it into 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 Spectre. They tied off Mr. This White. This root beer isn't hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I... I 
here's so I watched I watched Spectre and I just want to say a couple of things about Spectre. One is I like the first thirty minutes. Honestly, I think it's a fun Bond movie with some good action sequences. The opening sequence is awesome. Uh, there's good humor. I remember that part. <laughs> yeah, there's good humor. And then I was like, oh man, I, I even up to the day Batista being introduced with Blofeld, I was like, oh this is this is cool. I was I was I just wrong? And then it kept going. And it's two hours and forty eight minutes. Uh, can I be honest God, with you? I, I, re- I remember now why I fell asleep. Can I be honest with you? There are, like, like, you know, I, I have a bad memory, and, but I also see a lot of movies. I think Spectre might be one of the most, like, I do not remember what happened in that movie movies. I, I, like, I honestly forgot Dave Bautista's in there. The only thing I remember about that movie, like, Blofeld is, like, on the street at the end. He's like, ah, we're doing this I, forever, Bond. I'm going to take that a step further, and I'm going to be honest. Like, I definitely thought. I remembered a key sequence from it. Yeah. And then I remembered that that was from Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout. <laughs> maybe, you um, know, maybe I will watch back there just so like I know what I'm talking there's, about. There's there's also some good ideas in it in the sense that that Bond more than Quantum it's kind of what Quantum Solace again, but Quantum Solace's benefit is that it's an hour 30. Um It's almost double the length. Oh my yeah. god. Uh and but it, it's Bond he goes rogue again because because this time Judy Dench told him, "Hey, when I die, go kill this guy and then go to their funeral and, and to lead him to Blofeld, essentially. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of neat that he's going while M is dealing with the fact that the British secret, that the British intelligence wa- uh, thinks that the double O program is obsolete. Um, he is going rogue, kind of proving the British intelligence point uh, and as far as M is concerned. And I think that's all really interesting. It's just not played out in a way that, that engages with, with that. The, the plots are too far disconnected and then they clash together towards the end are the craig era bond films bond films that hate mi6 it feels like that yeah having watched them all yeah i mean and i don't i don't it's everyone though i don't mind the idea of like hey maybe this program is obsolete but it's every film they've done that same thing yeah i think to make it modern and completely different than the last you know like what like like how long 40 years five generations five generations like those movies are very pro the government very pro like we are we work for these people and there's nothing wrong with them and i think for just this era i think it is nice we're like hey maybe the people that's like running the shots aren't so good and like sometimes that's nice and at the end of the day they are still the good guys he is still james bond so like it's you know it's still the same right but it's not necessarily they're being they're 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 not questioning the government they're questioning the secret and there's questioning yeah it's it's like it's not questioning the government it's it's just questioning like the government the, agencies. The deep sec- it's like just questioning X Force. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's I mean, not questioning Krakoa. It's just going. Hey, what about just questioning X Force? And even I mean, that's and, not questioning. And the, right, I, I like that it's in there, but I don't like that it's in every single one. It gets tiring. Mm. It gets tiresome no matter how well it's used mm. in certain spaces. Um, but it's never like maybe we maybe so it's w- in every one without nothing new being right added to the conversation maybe gotcha. we don't use the. It's not like maybe we don't use the 007 program. Maybe we don't use MI6 anymore. But it's. It's maybe we replace them with drones, right? That's better, right? And that, so that, that's not a criticism. That's just you being like, we don't want to spend money on people. Yeah. I mean, that, when we talk about drones, that's actually very yes. commentative. Right, right, like right. For, uh, um, right, but as Spark said, it's, it's always the same thing, but never with anything new added to the conversation. Sure. And it never resolves. Um, right. At the end of each movie, it's just Bond was right. Yeah. Um, not MI6 was right. Bond was right. Yeah, he's the hero, yeah. Um, but Spectre also has a good ending. I think the ending is solid. It does? I think, the end, I think specifically the ending action is what I'm talking about. Oh. Mm. Um, I think that's cool and really personal, even though I think Blofeld being James Bond's brother is stupid. Mm. 
Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I gotta watch this movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't. Um, but there's there's some there's some raw stuff happening with with Daniel Craig that I think is really good, and I think the action sequences are are, are fun with the music. It just kind of ends with the I don't. My biggest issue with it is I don't buy, buy the the romance story because they they try to be like oh now he's over in Vesper and he's going to be with Mr. White's daughter he's going to retire but they never put that seed in the movie that he wants to retire and it just kind of crumbles it's almost there not it's not almost Skyfall but it is almost a movie yeah and it doesn't quite get there it's so frustrating because it's like you're the same people who did Skyfall what happened it's the same director same director same writer. Wow, talk about difference. Oops. Yeah, it's quite literally one. It's it's baffling to me. Anyway, I watched that too. Um, the rest of your week? The rest of my week, uh, I finished. Nailed it. Oh, I watched cool. season six of Nailed It. Sure, uh, that show is hilarious. Offered me a lot of comfort in this week. Uh, June Diane Rayfield was one of the guest judges, and she's always fun to watch. Um, yeah, it's a really funny show. Jack McBriar was on the show this season, and he, he was fun. There, there's. It, there's moments where I was just cackling. It's just so hilarious. I Good. still, after six seasons, I'm surprised. Nice. Oh, got to get the rest of my stuff. Um. Oh, I finished Miles Morales. Oh, nice. I 100%ed the new game plus for Miles Morales. Oh, nice. sweet. On Pause menu discussion soon? Soon. On the, the PlayStation 5. One year anniversary in um, November. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I did the PlayStation 5 version this time around. Cause I Hell yeah. Why didn't you just play the PS4 one again? Because I have a PS5 now. Oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> um, and I was like, I can do this. And it's great. It's a really great game. Uh, the, the PS5 controller is uh, makes such a difference when playing that game. There's resistance when you like swing. It's awesome. Um, I'm so into it. Cannot wait for that second game because that game is going to feel really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I watched a couple of Visions. I watched the first three episodes of Star Wars Visions. Oh, gotcha. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you did. I was confused. I forgot that came out, darn it. Um, I watched the... Duel, which is the first one, uh-huh. the black and white one. Yep. Um, I Ten. watched uh, the twins, which rules. Yeah. Yes, it does. Which rules so hard. I'm a sucker for Trigger, um, as you know, with my love of Gurren Lagann. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. Um, and I watched. Uh, oh, I watched the the daughter, the the one with the planet with the daughter being taken off to the pirates or the droids i haven't seen that one the other one no, it's I you didn't just watch them in order yes yeah, so i watched them in order oh, okay so do you also watch tattooing rhapsody right yeah watch the one before that too that, tattooing rhapsody is the fourth episode no tattooing rhapsody is the second one okay then i watched the fourth episode okay i haven't got to the <laughs> how are one. they <laughs> anyway they're all really great i really like that show um the trigger episode is, i thought i would like the duel more because i really like the style of it um i did really like it there's a lot of cool stuff it's really just what i like about star wars and anime like, what I like about Star Wars, put it in 15-minute chunks. What I like about anime, put it in 15-minute chunks. There you go. I'm happy. Good. Um, I, I really like it. The, the Tattooing Rhapsody one is also really good. and has a really fun version of Boba Fett. And At some Suts. point, we'll all have watched them, and we'll talk about One day. Them. Yeah, I'm really happy I started it. Um, and they're super easy to go through. It's only 15 minutes. Yeah, that's why I went through three episodes in one night, because like, it's, it's right here. It's super short. And also, there was one with pirates in the... I forgot the title of it, but it was good. Um, okay. Last thing I did, right? Yeah, last thing I did is I watched the only Sean Connery Bond film I have never seen. Oh, um, I watched Never uh, Say Never Again. Never Say Never Again, which is uh, Sean Connery returning to the role after 12 years, um, because of a 
uh, we because of a, a lawsuit. Real quickly, for those of you who don't know, uh, there is a James Bond film called Thunderball that stars Sean Connery. Uh, the book of Thunderball was um, was adapted from a screenplay that was written by this guy named Alan Alan McElroy or something. I, I think that's his, at least his initials. Um, and he said so. He uh, co-wrote the screenplay with Ian Fleming for a James Bond movie, and Ian Fleming didn't like it, so he so he adapted it into the book Thunderball. And so he was able to claim in court that he co-wrote this this with Ian Fleming. So then he partially owned the rights to Thunderball. It also means that he owned the rights to the movie Thunderball. So that caused caused an issue with the rights for Spectre, which is why we haven't seen a Spectre Spectre in a movie for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so after. Thunderball was made. He still had the rights, but the Broccoli's were like, he's never going to do this movie again because we're not going to make Thunderball again. But guess what? He did Thunderball again. Twelve years later, he finally got a movie made called Never Say Never Again, which starred Sean Connery as an old-aged, not-yet-retired James Bond, but definitely one who's on his way out. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's Thunderball again. (laughs) But it's a lot of fun. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, It's not the best Sean Connery-era Bond film. Um, but there's a lot of cool stuff in it. There's some good comedy. Sean Connery was always good as Bond, so he brings that back. Um, he also had a hand in casting, so the cast is of a higher caliber of especially what you saw when Octopussy came out four months before that. Um, so they're the Bond versus Bond in 1983 or something like that. I think back that Octopussy is the name of a movie. Of a Bond movie, yeah. <laughs> of a movie, just in general. Um, Remake it. Wild cowards. And he, so he... Um, uh, so Max von Sydow plays Blofeld in inspired casting, I might add. Um, there's some really, there's also some other cast members like Rowan Atkinson in his very first film role. Um, that and that was wild. Um, yeah, re- a lot of fun. It's it's it, it's an interesting look at Bond. It's a little bit more serious, and I like the concepts of like, you know, Bond being Bond being aging out of the role of 007 being ready to retire being older not quite as fast as he used to be but still cunning um sounds like a ripoff of skyfall if you ask me (laughs) and you know what that sounds like every (laughs) craig era bond film um so i I mentioned about it i I mentioned it was like i really like to see this concept done again but canonically because it's not officially james bond canon uh, because james bond is still 30 um for 50 years um and he uh so like you, I would really like to see this happen again. But that's been every Craig Bond film mostly. Sure. So it's like that. You've had that. I've had that four times. But I'm like, what? Okay, what I want specifically is for Pierce Brosnan to come back and do this role. But he did that twice. Sure. <laughs> so I don't know what I want anymore. Scrap it. Um, I I I like the idea of going back to a previous Bond and doing like a one last time as James Bond movie uh, when they're older. They just need to. Like bite the bullet and get a movie with all the bonds in one movie. Like you know what? All that the doctors meant to be Skyfall. There's so no, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently Skyfall. Um, Roger Moore's dead though, so you can't get him. Let's get well, Connery. Connery's dead. Not not then. <laughs> uh, Dalton Lazenby and Brosnan are the only previous Bond fil- bonds yeah. that are alive. Dream Team, actually, and Craig. Yeah, I'd watch it. I mean, really, all you want is Craig Brosnan. Get Dalton in there for fun. Yeah, he's like the eighth doctor. He's the one that's kind of loved after the fact. That's kind of true. That's yeah. a good analogy, I think. Yeah, you get the eighth doctor in. You did get the Dalton's like, you know, if you're weird, you like him. Yeah, <laughs> you, you get ten and eleven. It's true. You get ten, eleven, and eight. And I do. <laughs> um, and then Lazenby's like what four, two? I don't know. 
Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm not only going through the Craig films. I'm also watching the, the three Bond films that I haven't seen. I'm going to watch the Dalton and the Lazenby films. Um, so I'm kind of going through the films that I hadn't seen yet. And Never Say Never Again is not available physically, so I bought. I rented it. It's available digitally on Amazon. Um, Interesting. Really, uh, really liked it. Want to see that done again? It's not even in the Bond collection. It's officially not a Bond film. Mm, that's so strange. Look at that digital saves it because in. it's not because it's not made by the Broccoli's. Uh huh. So it's not a Bond film. It's not part of their canon. But he's called Bond. But he's called James Bond because they own the rights to Thunderball. Much S- like silly. Uh, that movie, uh, uh, The Keep, is very hard to find anywhere because Michael Mann really doesn't want you to watch his movie. Yeah. And you know what? The internet finds a way. Thank you, internet. The Broccoli's have probably. I mean, MGM was the movie now, but like the Broccoli's probably try to bury it whenever they can. Can't bury the internet. Um, it doesn't have a lot of Bond tropes. Like he doesn't say vodka martini, shake it not stirred. And it doesn't uh-huh. do the the gun barrel or um, the theme songs in it. Um, he was able to get that, so it doesn't have like a lot of the things that he would have in a Bond film. But it's still a Bond film. It's so weird when studios have like different controls of the IP and what they decide to do with it. Yeah, they have crazy. It. They have the rights to Thunderbolt now. They were able to can create them. some Venom real too. carnage. You stepped on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I brought I brought the carnage. I'm sorry. Let's uh let's get into our bread and butter. Please. All right. Um. So our news. I don't expect our news to be that long. Um. The boys spinoff. The college set boys spinoff oh, yeah, yeah, TV yeah. series. It's called Hero- The Boys. My Hero Academia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> um. Uh, well, it was initially being written by Craig Rosenberg. Okay. Not anymore. Oh. Bye, Craig. Uh, Michelle Fazeke, Fazekas. Fazekas. Fazekas? Sure. And mm. Tara One of those three. Or none. Or none. And Tara, Tara Butters, who sh- uh, show ran Agent Carter. Cool. Oh. Okay. oh. They okay. have taken over show running. Duties. Interesting. Cool. Uh, this show's already casting, so interesting shakeup. All right. Hey, man, sometimes it happens. Um I, it might be still early enough where like it's not gonna like ruin anything. Yeah. So, like, uh, Craig Rosenberg said he they you know they left to do to creative differences. Yeah, it uh, happens. Yeah. You know. Um. I. I mean, it is a, is like the first like spinoff of a very popular show. So like we have to see how it goes. But like I'm still like I, I know we're all still hot for the boys and like I like I've read a lot of the boys and like the side stuff and it's if they're just gonna do that shit with a bunch of young kids I'm like oh boy here we go like <laughs> it's oh boy oh boy with the boys oh boy hey, anything <laughs> that's willing to analyze like. Super gross capitalism, even though it's on Amazon. Hell yeah. Like, great. Fight it from the inside, I guess. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Department H, uh, we heard a little, b- a little bit ago that it's getting a movie. Oh. Now it has Alice Waddington. She's been hired to direct the adaptation of the Dark Horse comic. Dial H for hero. Mm. Department H. Department H. Damn, I was definitely thinking of <laughs> Dial H for yeah. this whole time. What's I, the I have no idea what this Matt is. Matt Kent, right? Yeah. De- oh yeah, okay. Now I see the covers in my brain. I still don't know what that's about. Yeah, I've never read it. I thought yeah. maybe you had. No. Nope. Um, All right. But you know what? We have seen Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, Not yet. Soon. Blumhouse <laughs> is getting a Five Nights at Freddy's adaptation it's called um, Lily's Wonderland. <laughs> Chris Columbus was apparently attached to write and direct. Really? Wow. The guy discovered America? <laughs> no, no, not that one. No, I no, know. No. <laughs> oh, not the four hundred, five hundred year old man. Crazy. Yes, that one. <laughs> Um, not not the one who discovered America, the one who, the four hundred, five hundred year old man. <laughs> okay, cool. He had that one. They're different people, right? I know my world. He history. directed Harry Potter, yes. Um, Chris Columbus. He had the Philosopher's Stone. But he's no longer writing and directing, and Jason Blum refused to say who is. Hmm. Okay, they're probably All still right. searching. I would guess. <laughs> no, he's he's got one. It's just oh, just keep it in secret. Keep yeah. it safe. Uh, the big news there is that Chris Columbus was going to do this. That's weird. And what? it passed. Well, uh. 
I mean, he did The Witches, which was good. But oh, that was him? Yeah, that was him. The, the new one? The new one, yeah. Oh, cool. With Anne Hathaway. I wasn't sure, like, because I know he's like he's made a lot of movies over say, the decades. I think, I think that's his most recent thing. Yeah. I think uh, so, too, yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, he's not on anymore. So yeah, I'm, but like, The I'm Witches excited. isn't Five Nights at Freddy's. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, there's I mean, a, it's there's, there is a line of similar, like, being spooked kooky horror there. At, Yeah, it's definitely oh, children sure. children's kooky, like, yeah. Because like, fundamentally, Five Nights at Freddy's is only scary through jump scares. It's not, like, scary, scary. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a goofy concept. Like you well, can you can ride that line. It's a children's game. I, mean, I was <laughs> I would say Five Nights at Freddy's is also scary in the fact that it's anticipation. Yeah, you know it. The yeah, yeah. Uh, real quickly, uh, the Marty says, uh, I thought this was funny. My kids love that game. Yeah. I can't take it. What? Yeah. yeah Neither. Guys, maybe Ben can't either. We're gonna find out this month. Oh guys, Five Nights at Freddy's is like it's it's extremely weird because like it is a it is a game that is just jump scares, but it is like the one of the highest selling video games of all time. For sure. And now it's become like now there's like the new ones coming out is like a big PS5 open world spooky game, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, man, it's crazy. Well, there's like books written about it. There's like yeah. so many video essays. Again, like, Willy's Wonderland is a direct inspiration of it. Yeah. yeah Nick Cage so movie. I'm actually surprised that we have because I've heard that we are getting a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I'm surprised. That's what. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised it's taken this long to actually get it because yeah. I would feel that we would have gotten one. Like a few years ago, to be honest, like at the height of Five Nights at Freddy's uh, popularity, I, I'm not surprised. This is usually about the it kind of traction you get with like a video game thing is popular. True. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Some lawsuits happened Uh-oh. this week. Did they wins? Not losses yet. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth had uh, oh, yeah, ongoing mm-hmm. uh, lawsuit. This has been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Victor mm-hmm. Mil- Victor Miller, uh, <laughs> who wrote the first Friday the Thirteenth film, um, he had filed a claim to terminate the copyright to the Friday the 13th franchise so that he retains, he gets the rights back. Right. Um, obviously, they claimed work for hire, but he won. Um, so I guess you would say he's the victor. He, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, um, So he is going to retain, retain the rights to the Friday the 13th film. I thought this was interesting. Apparently in April, he said that he never saw any of the sequels, uh, but he never liked that they made Jason the villain because in his eyes, Jason was always the victim. And Right. It, which which is the case, yes, and like like a lot of horror movies, like you know they go in different directions sometimes. Yeah. But like like Jason is the killer of that franchise. That's I think that's a little silly. So if we if we get this if this happens, I mean it's entirely likely because he didn't design Jason's look. Yeah. That happened later. Uh, he won't get that killer. No, yeah. he won't. Yeah, he'll just get the first the, film. The first they'll, film. They'll. He will sell. He will, you know, find the company that wants to make another remake, and they'll just make like a more faithful. You version. might not. You might not ever get to call him Voorhees again. That's true. Honestly, you like just call him Jason. Honestly, like that's cool. Like, like, like no, re- yeah, re- yeah. Re- redo. Like, it won't always work. Like, you know, we had Chucky. Chucky had like a revitalization, and that yeah. didn't work. Like, I'm always cool with them trying new things to like liven up the thing. Especially like the guy who originally created it. You know, I disagree with like keep Jason. I think that's a good idea. But like, like it would be cool to see like a fresh take on this now, thing. I've not seen the first film. I've only seen the sequel. Some of the sequels. Um, is Jason in the first film? Uh, only, as, like, only a, at the end. Only, only in a reference of flashback, because he jumps out at the lake at the end. No, that's her. No, he's he's at the, he's the kid at the bottom of the lake at the end of the movie. He come jumps out. He's been dead the whole time. And he comes no, out. I know. Uh, that's he's he, that's how he. God, bro, I can't remember he, now. he jumps out at the end. That's the end of the movie. The mom was no the because it, I can't remember now if it's part one or part two where the mom jumps out and she's like all gross and swampy. because one of them is her jumping out. It's definitely not the first one. one. It is it's not the first one. That's weird that they brought back her for the. For the this sequel. is what happens when you watch parts one through four with your mom like all in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like and the ending. 
that ending happens three times okay. in three movies it. in an order where someone jumps out of the lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's always a different person. And one of them, it's the mom. And I, I guess it's, it it's, might be part two. Was it Don Knotts one time? This is a celebrity cast, but, but celebrity people uh, to jump out. But anyway, like uh, other than that, like you just see the flashback because the killer is the yeah. mom. Yeah, the movie. yeah. I uh, I thought so. Th- the best thing that comes from this is that he takes it to another studio and makes a remake of that and, first film. And even then, the implication is that uh, Jason jumping out at her is a dream. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it like kind of like just like cuts away. Like right, she know. wakes up. Yeah. So and, that, like uh, yeah, he he wouldn't he wouldn't get Jason Jason. Design so they can right. rename him. They could call him something, just Jason. Yes. yes. Um. And so this really, really, what really what's happening is the studio didn't lose anything. Yeah. This really could be a like like a brand new version of like an old character. Like I don't that, know if cool. this like means they lose. Do they lose like redistribution of the first film? No, they still have. I that. don't know. I think they still have that because they still they would still own the, cop- the older the, stuff. The right. copyright. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure. Like moving forward, all new stuff would be. Yeah. And I don't know if you get to call it Friday the 13th anymore, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's Thursday the 12th. Well. I'd have to look at it. Well, and they would have no to, idea. in order to do that, they would have to give him a royalty, which really what this, all this is about right. is to get royalties. It's him yeah. getting what he's due. Yeah. Um, there's a similar there's a similar fight happening with the Predator franchise uh, that has not been settled yet. Um, the Predator franchise, that's been going for a while. That's why the Predator comic isn't coming out, uh, is because of the rights issue. Hmm. Um, when the guy, the writer of the first Predator film, saw his opportunity when Fox was sold to Disney uh, and, and it was like, oh, they're weak. And just like uh, the thing with Friday the 13th, he wants to go back to the original Jean-Claude Van Damme red Predator design. That, I lied. I made that up. I That's would not, not be surprised. I made that up. What if that was his idea and it was like Bob Kane getting the sole rights to <laughs> Listen, to I, will, I will see a Friday the 13th, 13th revival. Predator's fine. <laughs> yeah. Predator's doing fine. Uh, I'm excited for the new Predator movie, mm-hmm. which they're too yeah. far along for that film to have any whenever, bearing on this lawsuit. Yeah, whenever it comes out. Um, I, you know, hey, get, get pay paid. Pe- pay people. Absolutely. Um, Black Widow. Speaking of getting paid. Her lawsuit, Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit against Disney uh, for the for the, for the the money that was owed yep. due to the pandemic, uh, she won. Good. Good well, they did, she didn't necessarily. They came to terms. They came to terms. Which um, means she won. <laughs> which means she won. <laughs> uh, they both won. They settled out of court, and Disney uh, is going... Terms, sorry, terms have not been stated, but there's probably a number rolling around. Probably won't be. There's a number rolling around that apparently Disney has to pay her $40 million. Hot dog. It's neat that she got her money. It's a shame that other people who are still getting stiffed by streaming services aren't. Yes, but what this does is create precedent. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I mean, like, that's the whole thing that's happening with IOTS right now. Yes. Uh, they're voting this weekend yep. about the strike, so very likely get it's going to happen, honestly. Get paid, friends. writers. Yeah. Um, expect our movies and TV shows to get postponed, but not because of the pandemic, because of the strike. Yep. Listen, writer strike happened. No, yeah, yeah, gotta get it's got like, to happen. Absolutely. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. I just, uh, I think it's... Absolutely silly. It's crazy. Not that just like willing to meet them on the negotiations and avoid the strike because it's like you you know what this does. You yeah. just went through a pandemic and we all went through the riot strike. Like we know you're eventually going to have to meet them on terms. It's, yeah. it's nice that we're gonna have another like blockbuster year where we have like Transformers two and like all these <laughs> movies that just like don't have scripts but had to get made. And, like oh wow, this is like well, this now, 2023. Well, no, no, because like they can't just like wing it because they don't have writers. Like they they will ha- not have the crew. Yeah, that's nothing will get made. No, oh, this is the big one. This yeah, is yeah, about this the crew. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The crew is not gonna be there. Um, There's directors with their iPhones. <laughs> so, but, but as I said, this creates precedent. Mm-hmm. And should anyone, don't even know, uh, decide to sue their studio to get the money that's owed. There's precedent that they could win. Um, and courts love their precedent. Mm. Good, 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 good. Um, 
But the best news is that Scarlett Johansson's Tower of Terror movie is moving forward. Hell yeah. Ben, you know who she's playing? Who's she playing? The Tower. <laughs> Don't do that to him. <laughs> I, I saw that joke online. And I was like, I have to steal it. It's so, That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. She could play anybody. You know? As an Asian actress, she's very versatile. She could play anybody, Ben. She that's, said it herself. That's uh, Emma Stone. <laughs> no, no, no. No, so she's Scarlett Johansson. No, Scarlett, no, it's Scarlett Johansson. She could play anybody else. Emma just took a role, unfortunately. <laughs> Right. Yeah, Emma Stone. Didn't Emma's Emma's not proud of what happened there. Yeah. Uh. she's accept, she's accepted what she's done. Skylight won't stop talking. <laughs> that's uh, get true. paid, honey. That's fine. <laughs> stop hey, talking. Oh, every, oh, that that's right. Okay. Yeah, I forgot she played. Um, she was in Ghost in the Shell. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody needs to get paid. Absolutely. Which is why the Steve Ditko estate. Oh, and yeah. this is insane. Is suing. This actually happened last week. I forgot to put it in. Um, but the Steve Ditko estate is. Uh, suing for termination of copyright to the spi- to Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, which prompted Disney to countersue and preemptively countersue other heirs yep. to keep characters like Iron Man, Black Widow, yep. um, so, and, and and the like. So that's the that's the big news. As I understand, it. I don't understand a lot of copyright law, um, but the, basically, if this were to if they were to win, not Disney, if Steve D- Ditko were to win, Steve Ditko would own half of Spider-Man. Because Stan Lee would own the other half still, and his heir still works with this. And you know what that means? He can license on Spider-Man to whoever he wants. Yes, that's um, insane. This is this is the craziest news. <laughs> and because Disney will own the copy, will not own the copyright, they'll own the trademark, right? Which is different. Mm-hmm. Um, they they'll will still they won't lose Spider-Man. They'll just have to give the Deco they have estate. to give money yeah. to the people. Yes. And if we all know Disney copyright law, they love. Yeah. Um. To uh, people have law. pointed out how funny it is because this wouldn't be happening if to Disney if they hadn't. Fucked with the law, yeah, hundred percent. Mickey this Mouse be oh un- uncopyrightable. No, I was so um, I was listening to the Illuminati's uh, podcast about that, Hell about yeah. the whole about Disney and the copyright law thing and and fair use and all that jazz. Oh lordy lord! So this is kind of like this is Disney. This is called karma. Yep, yeah. and it's also mm-hmm, Disney mm-hmm. Uh, shooting themselves in the foot, but not realizing it twenty years ago. It's it's the one thing that that. That uh, Warner Brothers slash DC has done so much better. Not not a hundred percent great. Well, th- but to be fair, so it took better. them their own th- a similar lawsuit yeah. because the Siegel Superman. and Schuster st- estate sued, Diz- sued DC mm-hmm. just before the New Fifty Two was hitting. But even that, I mean, like the newer but movies, like like the creators are, are like they're, they're treating the people who made the comics like with much more respect, and they're getting right. more paid. They're being in their movies. Well, and my stuff. my point my point is to bounce off of what you were saying is that uh, the Siegel and Schuster estate did this; they won, which creates precedent. Mm-hmm. Which means that this could happen to the Disco Estate. Which means that other people could. Uh, which means that Mar- that Marvel and Disney will start. Will hopefully have the same sea change that we're seeing at DC so, with what yeah. we're seeing lately. Uh, and Marvel and D- D- Disney will at least start paying their previous creators. And it's not like they can't afford it, right? Right. <laughs> and we talked. We heard about this with um, Remender, uh, the creator of uh, Brewbaker. Brewbaker. Yeah. Brewbaker. Um, you get a five hundred thousand dollar check and a no, ticket. Brain of five thousand. Five thousand dollar check <laughs> and you go and you get to you get a ticket to the premiere. Yeah. And, and and it's like no. Even then, be getting also uh, that interview goes further. Ed Brubaker was at the premiere and he wasn't allowed in. He had to text Sebastian Stan because he wasn't on the list. Yeah, like the uh, the the thing is like, y- you should be paying these people royalties. You're making billions off of their properties. Yeah, at the very least they should be. Go- James Gunn had to credit John Ostrander. He's in the movie too. Yeah. In his, he had to credit him in the script, 
in order to get that guy the payment that he would be due. And he was on screen, so he got to be like in like the guild, and like he got paid. Yeah. And he'll get royalties for life for being in a five second scene. Like it's D- DC just has a way, even the if fact, it's just the, James Gunn. Like they have a way of treating their their people with respect. But the fact that they had to go that far is ridiculous, yeah. and that should not be the case. They should look. Donny Cates is in the credit of the Venom Let There Be Carnage film. Like it when. If you put these creators in the credits, you pay them their royalties. You yeah. give them the money that they are owed for these billion-dollar franchises. It's true. Uh, and man, if this that's if, what this could do. If this goes through, uh, and and I don't, I don't, I think Disney will just buy them out in some way. Like I, I don't know, I don't see this one going through just because how big Spider-Man is, and they want that for themselves. Uh, if it does, holy shit, this will be wild. That's insane. I can't even imagine what would happen in the next couple of years with Spider-Man. It's crazy, especially with what's going on with Venom two already. Like, it's, 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 it'll, wow, wow, wow. it'll be interesting because it's more going to to say like, what is Disney going to do long term? Mm-hmm. Because this is like we're not that far away from where they're going to have to decide if they're going to try and fight that fight again to extend out Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! So are they going to admit like, okay, this isn't this isn't an inevitability? Like we can't do this anymore. Like we have just to just let it go. Or are they going to really buckle down and try and hold that shit on lock? Is it fight. is it no. wrong? Is it wrong of me that really I really want Disney to lose no. this part? No. What have you we should been, never, you What has this whole <laughs> conversation been about? I, have we been, Wait, I'm paid. sorry. Did I say Disney don't pay anybody? No, no Disney yeah. definitely pays them. No, ben, but yeah, I we're want never, right. I, as much as I love Disney, I really want them to lose. Ben, I just you can want, respect their entertainment but also yeah. want them to no, pay No, I their do creators. respect I wanted <laughs> them I wanted them to lose against Scarlett Johansson. There are, there yeah. are many there are many facets to a company. They're, you can yeah. like things and also dislike things. Oh no, I I at the same time. Yeah. Okay, let me let me rephrase. Is it petty of me that I want Disney to lose? No. No. All right, awesome. Cool cuz I really want them to lose. No, and, they- also, <laughs> and also I kind of cuz let, let's be real. If Disney like loses like the hardcore copyright of Mickey Mouse, they're still they can still make uh, Mickey Mouse cartoons. Dis- it's Disney- not that Disney just pledged a bunch of money against like the climate change bill along with Amazon and like I, I don't care if they have to lose this fight. Like they just put a whole bunch of money into the pockets of people trying to stop s- preventing climate change. The, the like, thing that this can do, the, the thing that this can do, <laughs> is get to the is is make it a lot easier for these people. Give them a road to get the royalties that they're due. And yeah. that's yeah. at the end of the day. Look, at the end of the day, if the only thing that happens from that is that Steve Dicko's heirs get forty bajillion dollars from Disney, that's still a win. Yeah. Because yeah. then they're getting what's owed. Absolutely right. good. Yeah, especially since Disney is making billions of dollars off this stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. The spunk. That's that. That's that. Get paid. We're all on the side of get paid. True. Pay us. Okay. Miscellaneous news then. We're, we're, on, we're always on the side of the little guy getting what they're owed. Scarlett Johansson. The smallest <laughs> actor in Hollywood. Again, like no, I'm that, kidding. I'm like, kidding. No, no, like she's she's right. Like she should get what she's owed. But like I wish that. Her fight had included some of the other people who were stiff. Yes, yes. Um, all right, I'm going to do this in a different order. Um, the book, of, the book of Boba Fett, is coming December 29th. How Sweet. many issues does it have? <laughs> God, I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That this was this is the thing that was announced at the end of Mandalorian, right? This yeah. is that, okay. Yes. It's not anything different. Also. So this is uh, this is going to be that show, which kind of gives us a estimation of like probably when that ends is about the time we'll get Miss Marvel. Probably, Woo-hoo. yeah. Um, interestingly, there was also a um, synopsis release, which I didn't put in here, because all it said is, Fennec Shan and Boba Fett are doing things with Jabba's On crime Tatooine. On Tatooine. I'm like, neat. Sounds, cool. sounds, sounds like exactly what that teaser I saw the end of that show. I got it. It's like, hey, he killed that guy, and he's sitting on the throne, so he's Listen, in charge now. Big hey. Fortuna or nothing. I'm, I'm all about watching 
Uh, Big Daddy Boba Fett? Yeah, I'm all about watching Boba. Old Man Boba? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, me too. I'm here for it. Um, all right. Because this I love that actor. Yeah. This, so. this isn't news, but the Obi-Wan show stopped, started, like, finished filming. And Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan, uh, Ewan's like, I think you guys are going to like it. I'm like, duh, of course we are, dude. <laughs> yeah, of course, dude. <laughs> you're Obi-Wan. You're in you're, it. You're in it. Like, we <laughs> like bad movies that you're in. Like, exactly. <laughs> we like bad Star Wars movies because you're in them. <laughs> you're the savior. <laughs> Um, you're the only one who's been able to do, to to unite all sides of the fandom. There you go. Yeah. He's so quotable. Yeah. <laughs> I, we were liter- I was literally watching Megan and Katie watching a, a documentary earlier today, and some woman said, like, and I was watching the construction of my empire, and I'm like, your new empire. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I go through a drive-thru, and I say, hello there. Hello there. And oh, I yeah. just God. hope and pray someone, on the guy, the person taking my order goes, General Kenobi. That's like a running joke with a coworker of mine at work. <laughs> all right. Donkey Kong, Ben. Huh? Oh, and I know Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Mario, it's crazy. <laughs> That's right. Hey, 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 give me some bananas, Mario. Uh, Donkey Kong is going to get a his own world, the Jungles yep. of Donkey Kong. Yep. And um, uh, Nintendo Super Nintendo World in Japan. Oh, I didn't hear mm-hmm. about this. Wow. Universal yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's so it's like um, kind of like a it's an ex- it's an expansion to Super Nintendo World, but this one's all about Donkey Kong. Do you know how big it is? Because I, I looked it up. It's how going to increase Super Mario World by seventy percent. Wow, that's that's, that's, that's almost hundred percent. That's that, a lot. That's that's more that, than double the size of Super Mario World. It's like adding Super Cars Land to yeah. That's, oh wow. That's Toontown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think of like something comparable. That's big. I'm trying to, I mean, because so once again, I haven't been there. Obviously, I haven't been there. We can't even go to Japan. But um, from the videos I've seen, it's pretty decently sized, the one over in uh, Universal Studios Japan. So adding more to that is just going to make this huge. And I'm actually, pr- I'm really happy for it because um, when plans of the Super Nintendo World were announced, we were thinking, oh, is it how, what, how's Zelda going to be represented? How's all these other Nintendo franchises going to be represented? Mm-hmm. And when we saw that it's just essentially, it's just Mario, which it's fine because, you know, Mario is the main mascot of Nintendo. You say Nintendo, you, yeah. it's a me, a Mario. Oh, Lord, yeah, I got to get used to that. So It's a, it's a me, Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> it's a me. Nah, yo. <laughs> oh God, <I'm> <sighs> focus. All right. So the fact that we're getting this big expansion, which is celebrating all the Donkey Kong games, like the original arcade classic Donkey Kong Crunch Country, which is still oh, we're gonna be climbing ladders. You oh, know it. oh Lord, yeah. So I can only imagine the minecart ride is gonna be the big attraction there, which oh. is also the hardest level in the SNES game. Oh hell yeah! But I'm oh. excited because now we're getting more Nintendo. Uh, um, more Nintendo characters instead of just Mario, Peach, uh, Luigi, you, and Bowser. I of bet you. I bet you this comes to Florida, and doesn't come to the, to Probably California. Almost certainly. Yeah. I can. I can easily. Still see waiting for Diagon Alley, guys. I can Thank easily you, see this coming to Florida. You're right. I, this probably isn't going to come to so we Los just Angeles. We we just don't have the space here. Like it's because I remember. Do you guys know? You guys know Jeff. Like when he used My to Jeff. work. When he worked there, there were plans that because there's a golf course across the freeway. Yes. There were plans that Universal was gonna buy that golf course, demolish it, and then Good. have like an underground thing to get and expand the theme park over there. I'm anti golf. Or they were thinking about just taking the back lot out entirely, but of course they didn't do. I, they didn't do either of those. And they're still building that world. Obviously, and well, they did, did they tear, tear down a uh, soundstage to build, make room for uh, Nintendo World. I was going to say, this is what happens when you build a theme park where you still have actively working stages yeah. and <laughs> shooting areas and sets. Like, obviously, you're going to run into problems <laughs> of mm-hmm. trying to expand your theme park. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, that's other, cool. Yeah, other than that, just and for me, another reason to go to Japan to visit Eight. Super Nintendo World because that comes out in 2026. 
Oh, the, so, so it takes a while. Yeah. Um, quick side note, because uh, I forgot to mention it, but John Radley, friend of the podcast and listener, reached out to me to talk about uh, the Mario movie news when we talked about it, and he's like, I want to share why I'm hopeful. And I'm like, oh. all right, I will reiterate that, uh, which is that Nintendo is very protective of their IP. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like he's he's his argument is, you know, essentially that they they care a lot about it and if they didn't have faith in it, they wouldn't be making it. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if that covers the casting, but maybe that means the movie's pretty solid. Yeah. Um so uh I I think that's a fair point. I'm like that, that is true, but I'm like I I mean, the reason why... D- Nintendo is not necessarily infallible with their decisions either, but um, the reason I, why I do think it's a good so point. Long. The I reason why this took so so long is because uh, the, the first Super Mario Brothers movie, and they were like, we're not doing this again. Well, I mean, right. But, and also another reason is after when Nintendo announced they were going to partner with Philips, and then the, we got the Zelda the, the games for the, the Philips CDI, which were... Excuse af- me, princess. Well, that was from the cartoon, but yeah, that too. Um... It, then you're right. Nintendo is very protective of their properties. That's why we haven't seen a whole lot of st- uh, media outside video yeah, games that's why, for a good long while. That's why the, you know they they made that choice after that first movie. They said we you know we we talked about when we talked about all those video game movies that they they made the conscious choice like we're not doing this. We're not taking this out of our hands. This yeah, is uh, ours. Yeah. Anyway, that's like the sliver of hope he's holding on to, and I'm like I respect that. That's that's yeah. probably reasonable, and I like I, I reserve judgment till trailer. Yeah. And uh, and, and also to reiterate what your uh, what was his name again John, John what John said because if I if my memory serves me right Miyamoto himself has said he was working directly with the head of Illumination Studios so maybe that's because for the first time he had no all input it takes at all. is all it takes is for the Illumination head to just be like hey dude you know who's listen, hot right now Chris Pratt listen here's the thing Ben that like Miyamoto is like a sixty year old man I don't know if he if he knows what a Hollywood movie needs. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't give me, personally, that doesn't give me hope. Like, the dude who created Mario, like, 30 years ago, like, hey, this is what I think a 21st century Mario movie. Like, to me, I don't think he's the guy, honestly. That's why you get people in Hollywood to do these things. It's nice that he's there. That doesn't give me hope. Because, again, people come back, like, the creators come back all the time and things are really bad. So, like... It, that, it more, that, it, I do, I do see John's point, and it makes me feel a little less like maybe this movie won't be like as much the robot chicken parody, Teen Titans Go kind of thing that yeah. I was fearful of. Maybe it will be a more solid thing. I still, it still doesn't make me have faith in the casting decisions. Yeah, because, because again, it, it <coughs> could come down to they, they went to Miyamoto and they were like, "Hey, we're Hollywood people. We know better than you in this situation, so we know who's hot." Uh, yeah. uh, I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about this, and they were saying how like Miyamoto. There was a tweet about Miyamoto having met with Chris Pratt not long after like Guardians Waypoint? came out. Yes, yeah. and uh, and so like it's very likely Miyamoto was like Chris Pratt would be great for Mario. Um, I don't think that this necessarily was shoved on him. So yeah. let's yeah. let's maybe disperse that illusion. Um, the other thing is that he shared uh, the information, which I'll, I'm not going to go into here. We'll talk about it off air. But he did share the information about Spike, who uh, you guys weren't sure about. Uh, the character Spike, uh, where it comes from. It's a deep cut from the games that Ben should have known, and we'll g- talk about it off air. <laughs> okay, cool. Didn't know that. Um, do you guys know who uh, Cassandra Peterson is? I yes, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, we may know her as our other name, Elvira. I worked at a place that mm. she worked at. It was neat. Cool. Um, there was a. I also uh, there was a a day where Elvira was going to come by and pick up her materials for, uh, for something um, at, at work. And everyone at work was all a flutter, like, oh, my God, Elvira's coming, Elvira's coming. I never she's, see my boss. She's really flustered. cool. I talked to a lot of people because I worked at Not Scary Farm, and she was she was at Scary Farm for years. And uh, a lot of people were like, you know, she's just a really great person. And so I was r- really excited for her when this <laughs> news came out. <laughs> um, she 
came out as bi in her new memoir, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been dating a woman named Teresa T. Wearson. Uh, for many years. 19 years. 19 years. Yeah. Imagine and having the height of a relationship for 19 years. That's awful. Uh, That's amazing talk, and talk, awful. Talk to Whitney Houston. Um, Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible that um, these people both cared about each other enough and were supportive of each other enough to say, like, we need to protect the Elvira image because they were they were definitely nervous. And, like, well, I would say, like, now, obviously, it's easy to, like, say, oh, no, you could have totally, like, and you would have been fine. But, like, 19 years ago, not so much. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's awesome that they were like, well, we need to protect her image as a sex icon and this kind of thing. And so we're, we're just going to keep that on the down low. I'm so glad that she gets to speak her truth. I yeah. w- when I was looking this up, I saw a tweet from 2013 where she goes, I bet you guys didn't know I'm bilingual. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, girl. Oh, yeah. what's it? What's oh. cool you were doing is, it then. What's cool is like she's also she's kind of been like like a queer icon for a long time. Like, Absolutely. And it's it's really just like cool and reassuring and like I've been one of you guys the whole time. But I'm right. like that is the straights have loved her. Yeah. So love to like ogle her yeah. and, and adore her. Mm-hmm. But like the queers have loved her too. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And it's cool. It's like, hey guys, sorry it took so long, but I'm here too. I'm like, man, that's awesome. Uh, I love uh, it. A major I'm not gonna like give their information here, but like a major uh haunt actor who's been at knots for years is queer and like has talked about how like close they I, I don't know that they know, but I know that they were like they got along really well with Cassandra and, and thought she was really incredible and I'm like I don't know I doubt they knew, but like it's, it's still awesome. Yeah. It's really nice to have some because this was really personal for me, but like it's really nice to have such a prominent bisexual icon. Sure. Uh the bisexual community doesn't really have that. <coughs> um you know, at least not in the same way that others. Uh-huh. And, and I I just think it's really nice that 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 someone so prominent came out as specifically bi. Mm-hmm. Right. Um yeah, she's really great. She seems really nice. Like I said I my, my uh, boss was so excited. It's, it's all in her uh autobiography um which just came out or memoir. I'm it's not a sure. memoir. Memoir. Um I I got it in audiobook because I want to hear her say it, so I'm I'm excited to see <laughs> <dig> into <laughs> that. She retired the Elvira role a couple years she ago. D- okay, so she stopped at Not Scary Farm yeah. uh, two years ago, I think. Yeah, two years ago. Um, say, are we watching a trailer? And uh, that's coming up. And, and yeah, so she so retired, she uh, like regular appearances. So it's kind of just on her say. So at, at this, this point, point, she she doesn't look it. She looks great, but she is getting up there. I mean, y- y- she's been able to pull it off for forever um she's done it for like 40 years right? yeah, no, yeah yeah like, uh, <laughs> like uh, I, I know but like there's a com- what i was getting at was that there comes a there comes a point where like once you're getting up there in age that like, you want to stop doing this thing for, uh, as much it's it so if i were to take a, a guess at it like she she retired the character as far as like regular appearances now it's just really when she wants to um she's done two things we're going to talk about like next but fi- flicks and chills trailer yes, but she also she also too. just hosted a shutter special yeah. uh so she's uh, as elvira so she's she's still going to use the character when she wants i wouldn't be surprised if we actually see a little bit of an uptick because I, there's been such a positive I, response make to a, her yep. as a uh, bisexual of elvira i would not be surprised if she kind of has a new energy to the role yeah, she uh, where she where she does some other things with it yeah um yeah. Uh, i think more importantly was that she wanted to to step away from her like consistent October slot mm-hmm. at Knotts where she was doing shows nightly for the sh- for Spoop Scary Farm. I, th- I think she really w- wanted to step away from that because she'd been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, <coughs> no no shame and you're so popular getting all that money doing this thing. It's d- no shame in just being like, maybe I don't do it all the time. Maybe yeah. I just do it sometimes. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, it's so cool to have had the opportunity to like, it, how easy that was when we went to Scary Farm to like, Elvira's right there. We can just go see her show. And we did. And it was just really nice that that was there. I'm mm-hmm. really glad that she loved doing that so much that she was there. Yeah. Well, uh, the, what I, 
what I was getting at with this is that there is a special coming. There is a a special a Netflix special called Netflix and Chills that she is hosting. Blah. Um, this is going to be a series of uh, basically what she's going to have a couple specials talking about Netflix horror films, um, recommending them as a doctor would uh, for certain things. Um, uh, yeah, that's basically what it is. But I thought I just thought it was really cool that she was doing that. Uh, Elvira is very much like our modern Vincent Price. Uh, sure. host yeah. of horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's she's even, kind of, she's adopted into that role for a while. Even like like 40 years ago they were considering like she was the female Vincent Price. Very very much so. Yeah. Um she is the mistress of horror. Like uh it's it's very cool to get any time you get to see her doing that is awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's like 60 something now. She looks yep. great. Yeah, yeah, she looks great. She I'm so happy for her. Yeah, anyway, that's all the Elvira news. Sorry guys. But we've got some Chucky news. I like Chucky. Uh, for, uh second trailer for the new Chucky TV series. Are I, we are we in, are we in the, the trailer, trailer park? park? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wait. You didn't tell us we arrived. <laughs> no. You just started talking about Elvira. <laughs> I got like. I got I got a. You know. It. You know what? That was a smooth transition there, bud. That was smooth. It's like you snuck it in through the back door. Smooth. and We didn't know. I didn't mean to. It was. No, just, it was I smooth. feel like I would know. <laughs> it was like smooth peanut butter, man. It's like, oh, okay. You put right. peanut butter in your back hole. No. What are oh, we talking only, about? Only chunky. I said back door. You took it to a different place. <laughs> yeah. Chucky, premiering so, on Seafy. Yeah, that anyway, one. the Sci-Fi Channel is doing a Chucky TV series. This is our second filthy. look. <laughs> our second look at it. So I don't, I don't, I don't remember the first trailer that we talked about. If we did, uh, oh yeah, we were, we did because uh, it was the trailer where it showed a lot of like him compelling the kid to do yeah. things and being like, do this. It was like threats of violence against gotcha. him, and he did you want to come? Things, you like, want to come kill your sister stuff. with me? Gotcha. Well, it didn't. It, it was escalating to that, but it was like small shit at first. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of the song that they played in your heads will roll by the Yeah Yeah Yells, so that's uh-huh. why I, one reason I like this trailer. But um, Chucky, I I watch a lot of you, so I don't talk about it ever in my my week. But I spend hours on YouTube just watching video essays, stuff about movies that I haven't seen, so I could so I know that I, like I talk about them stuff. But like I have seen all the Chucky movies, and I just recently watched the thing about Chucky. Chucky is the most progressive horror franchise. Uh, of the 21st century, it's just a shame that the movies aren't as good as 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 the progression that they're making. Because mm. that whole thing is about body identity, and the kid in those movies is the trans kid, and the girl in this was a boy, and now it's a girl in the show, and they're keeping the continuity from the past 20 years. And like, I am really excited. I think this looks actually really good, and it's taking it back from the absurdity that it's become, while still keeping the Jennifer Tilly stuff and keeping Brad Dorif as as Chucky. Mm. Uh, it looks like classic Chucky, while still keeping all the crazy mythos stuff with him being a voodoo man. Uh, and they're definitely going way into his past which we've never seen before and again Brad Dorff's in the show like he's part of it so like we're gonna see a lot of the backstory of this crazy killer man why does he know voodoo that's why I, I want to know why this white dude knows voodoo uh I'm it was the 80s it was the 80s we're all doing voodoo um <laughs> I I just think Chucky is awesome of all the killers like he's one of my favorites because like a little tiny killer is really terrifying because <laughs> I just want to like you think you just kick him and they'll stab you yeah you, you think you could just like oh I could punt this guy from yeah, the 20 yeah, yeah. yard line but then it's like oh yeah then, I might, then he stabs your yeah. foot or skits you in the leg and then he cuts that artery in your leg and you, you die. know what yeah, I yeah. think if you were a football player and he was and he was standing at the 20 yard line and you were coming at him as a football player oh absolutely kicking him I think you could do it but it's it's like <laughs> it's it's like the sneakiness and you're not knowing that he's actually an evil little white dude stuck in this doll and then he's like that power I beg of you and like Brad Dorf is so good in that role so like I'm just excited to go back to like you know like classic Chucky with modern twists um i i'm it's cool that don mancini's back like that dude the has thing, so much passion for this for this franchise the thing that got me really interested in this and i haven't seen any child's play films or chucky films oh um, except the yeah, new one except the new one except the new one yes i've seen <laughs> interesting the um i like that that's the only yeah. one i've seen um, uh, uh, halloween baby <laughs> and we uh it's uh, one of the things that got me interested was that they were like he split his soul and there's other there's other 
Brad Durf's. Dur- Durf's. Other Horcruxes. Other Horcruxes, Basi- essentially. I'm like, that's cool. Basically, yeah. Um, and that little kid Damn you, Harry is Potter. like the son is like is the son of Chucky and Jennifer Tilly. And it's um, why it's why um, well, and it's why it explains why there's so many di- why all the dolls look clean mm-hmm. after like there's other dolls. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Go ahead. That's a lie. I have seen another uh, Chucky movie, and it's a seed of Chucky. Seen, that's one of the crazy ones. <laughs> yeah, that was the yeah. most recent, right? No, there was Cult of Chucky, which oh, I haven't. Cult that, sorry, Chucky. that is the one that I haven't seen. That is the most recent one. Yeah. I I didn't hear. Seed of Chucky before. is where Chucky and his wife, the other doll, are trying to have like a kid, and that's also a doll, right? Yeah, and then the kid, yeah, and the kid like is like transitioning in the movie from like a boy to a girl. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that part. I just yeah, remember. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember the kid, the doll kid, kills Chucky, or uh, kills Chucky. I, it, it's, it's been a while. It's it is, been a while. I'm, I'm going to rewatch those movies. Matter. It's all If you were to show me a poster or a few screenshots of it, I'd be like, okay, that's the one I saw. Yeah. I just, I, Jennifer Tilly is a delight, and I just, uh, I'm excited she's back. I never saw Seed of Chucky. The only thing I remember is the weird teaser trailer, which was the embryo, and then it turned <laughs> and it had a Chucky face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's uh, nightmare fuel again, like, on a real level. I, I, I said it too. earlier, like, I'm in, like, schlock mode, so, like, I am I am in the perfect time to, for re- sure. to yeah, rewatch Chucky, those movies. For sure, Chucky is schlock for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just beyond. Just beyond. Man, it's cool that... Uh, there's just good quality R.L. Stein content for kids still. Sure, I just yeah. think that's great. Yeah, and good quality and scary R.L. Stein content yeah. too. Because this looks because there's this, this scene where it's like you, it's like things dark and then the, you the lights turn on. There's man, a guy I, there. Man, if I was 12, I this would be my shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would be so pumped for this to drop. As it is, I'm like, that's pretty cool. I yeah. don't know that I'll watch it, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. glad it's definitely there. definitely gave me old school goosebumps vibes when I was a kid. And yeah, so, like. I remember even watching the old school Goosebumps. There was like a warning before the opening uh, credits started, and it's like, "Yo, this is like scary." Beware. There's clearly there's clearly good heart and effort put into this. Yeah, and I appreciate it. I'm uh, glad it's oh there. yeah, yeah. Um, it, it it just it feels like Netflix. There's like a lot of like young adult like this type of stuff coming out. I mean, it, besides like Halloween, it's coming out, but like you know, like the the Young Benedictory Society or whatever. Like, there's a lot of these types of shows. Yeah. Uh, and this one doesn't look any different it looks good uh, i probably won't watch it well it is disney plus like benedict society yeah True. right that's yeah um i'm i, I mean like and, and we're not the audience it's made for yeah. but i'm glad that it's there for the audience it is yeah 100 because i bet i it looks good like it's it's solidly made yeah happy oh, really happy to always see the mechanic grace keeps getting work um, yep she's great yep maya and the three this is a show, right? This is a show. It's a miniseries. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a miniseries on Netflix. Th- this is still... Um, this is just gorgeous. I really like the animation. I've really got to go back to watch The Book of Life again. That's that such movie a is good, really good. Oh, man, that is visionary a good director. I, I really the, like... I do. I agree. I really like the animation. Yeah. I'm, I still feel the same way from the first trailer. Yeah. Um, I'm just... No, there's nothing else it's, bringing me to make me Yeah, like again, it. like... I'll, like what is what's the what's the other movie that's similar to this that we watched the, earlier this year with the the the, the it's a Disney one Maya nope Raya 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 and I was like it's like that but with like a different skin on it and I'm like uh, I'm I'm, sh- I'm no it's better than that I know I'm, that's like sounds uh, reductive but like well, the, yeah, sto- that's what the story were, that's what he got he, I mean he's had that criticism a lot like when yeah. Coco was coming out like they like when Book of Life was coming out everyone was like oh you're just getting in front of Pixar, but Coco's like, oh, I was just going to be the... Because Coco, Coco hadn't been made. So it looks like you're trying to step Life on came that. out way earlier than Coco. But, right, well, but they, they, were they the knew that they, they knew Pixar was making a Dita de los Muertos movie, and they so he was criticized for like oh, okay. just trying to step on the shoes of that ahead of time. Yeah, sure. so it happens It happens to this guy a lot. I'm always constantly amazed by his vision. Um, he, he, he Visionary director, I, I think that there's a lot of, uh, of, of uh, vision in this movie. Um, 
I I am really engaged in like the humor of it and the story of it. I'm really into. I'm I'm actually I'm really excited. I'm glad. I'm, I, yeah, I'm not trying to negate that. There's none of the humor is working for me. Yeah, like this doesn't. Yeah, like family friendly type humor. It has to be exceptional, or else it's just like uh, it's a fart joke. Like for me, you know, like this one. The, this trailer just d- didn't sell me more than the last trailer. Yeah, looks great though. But I do think that animation's gorgeous. Yeah, like I will. I'll probably watch this. Hope uh, I say that about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to watch, guys. Really need to watch Book of Life soon. Do it. Encanto. This one looks good. This is a movie I want to watch. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to know a bit more about the story. I'm okay with the fact that I don't know more. I kind of wish I did, but I'm, I'm okay with it because I'm like, I, I have faith in the quality of what they're making. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm already there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, just, I'm just glad we get a little bit more pretense. Or <clears throat> is that the right word? Or context yeah, to it? Because I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause right. in the first one, it's just like, hey, here's a bunch of people with gifts, and then right. there you have it's Latin the, X Men. Then We're you have the, the same w- thing. Th- what? We're saying the same thing. Okay. But yeah, I yeah. agree. <laughs> I, I'm glad that we know more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do. I do think it looks good. I'm excited. I'm even more excited because this is the week when I found out Diane Guerrero was in it, uh, playing uh, playing Isabella, uh, who creates, who's described by the sister as a perfect. Queen uh, Krakoa. Yeah, so I'm 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 all about it. I'm really happy that she's in this. Yeah, another one I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The harder they fall, this is the winner. Oh man, this, uh, is a, this is a banger. Netflix original films uh, outside of Night Teeth recently. That we've seen a lot of them, and I've been like, mm, hit or miss. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking specifically of the Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds and Rock one. Oh my uh, god, they really scream <coughs> in a clip. Of that, I'm like, oh my god, the joke about being an AI movie is like, this is even worse. Like, it is, it is. It, hey guys, you want to watch what a movie would look like if aliens made, made, made by committee? It. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, this looks great. This, uh, this, I'm so excited. Uh, I'm, I'm here for that Jonathan Majors Idris Elba show uh, with Regina King on the side. I love it. Of, of vision, because there's a lot of vision in this, in this as well. Um, I love how it looks. Uh, the way it shot is really cool. I really like westerns in general. Yes. Um, so this I'm is stoked. made like old school western. You can see it with like the background. And, and it's everything. nice because like, you know, westerns uh, <laughs> predominantly are a, is a white genre. And like having an entire cast and like even the townspeople, it's like an entire black cast. And I'm like, this rules. Like, well, and, it, it, and it, it, they've talked about like this is paying to the fact that there were black cowboys. We just yeah. don't talk about them. Yeah, the, the character that Zazie Beats is playing, like, I saw a picture and I read her Wikipedia article, like, she was a real gunslinger who did right. real bad shit. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is like, partially based on a true story. I'm like, that's awesome. Um, so, unlike Encanto, I still have really no idea what's going on. I don't know who the villain is, who the, who the bad guy is, if, if there is a villain, if there's a protagonist. Well, it, looks like, it looks like Jonathan Majors is hunting Idris Elba. Yeah, it looks like it's like, oh, okay. a, it's like, uh, a, like they're the bad guys and Jonathan Majors is the good guy, but he's the antagonist. I, I, think, they're, I think they're both bad guys but one's a bad guy who crossed the yeah. other bad guy. he has a cross on like, his face in the sense, in the sense <laughs> of how all cowboys are really bad guys when you yeah. look back at it like and how it should be analyzed like i think that they're all bad i don't think like jonathan majors is a sheriff or anything he's not a lawman he might be a uh, bounty they're, hunter they're all bad guys mm. yeah. but they're but they're they're all like willing to do bad morally stuff. As, dubious <laughs> as i was trying to say Unlike Encanto, where I'm like, okay, cool, I get more context. I don't get more context in this one, but this is the one I really want to see because I just interesting. Wanna... Uh, I, I definitely got a lot more context in this movie. I did in, in this trailer because now I know what Jonathan. The first trailer, I thought Jonathan Majors was part of Idris Elba's crew. Yeah. I did too. In this one, I know that he's not. Well, they and they're, yeah. they're going to clash. So, so yeah. by that, honestly, this sh- this told me the plot of the of the movie. Yeah. It is, it is Idris Elba versus Jonathan Majors. So I yeah. I. I 
Encanto gave me less than what the, the context of this movie did. Uh, to use your analogy, Ben, what you were saying. Encanto was like a, like a tone piece. Yeah. I'm pumped for it. I like I, either it. way, I want to see the heart of the fall. color. Uh, yeah, I just, I just yeah. want to see some gunsling. I just want to see Idris Elba slinging Idris Elba, guns. Like Regina King slinging guns oh as well. Yeah. I'm like, I'm all for like it. Like after, after uh, uh, su- the Suicide Squad, like the Idris Elba being a bad boy. I'm just like, oh, more, take it, take it, please. Take Should it. we get into our main topic? Because we're oh. done with the news. Oh boy, carnage. Oh boy, ooh, carnage. <clears throat> All right, before we get into our review, Sparks, did you see this movie? I did see this movie. All right, so full spoilers for Venom, Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you don't want to know anything about this really short movie, um, uh, skip to the end, skip to my loo, whatever you want to do. Uh, I am I emphatically swore I wasn't going to see this at the end of our Venom review, which is you? really funny. I, here's yeah. what I think. I went I'm, back and listened here's to a, it. I'm glad that, that you saw this one so we can actually do a mulligan on the Harry Potter movie that we're not going to see. Oh yeah. Boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, so so full spoilers. Hi. Um uh, skip to the <laughs> head. If you're watching this live, I don't know what to do. Turn it off, I guess, come back in thirty minutes. Um watch check the, in on the book club. Watch tomorrow. the rewind. <laughs> yeah. Uh if you're watching the rewind, skip whatever. It's, it's We're time doing it. so full spoilers for Venom. Let there be carnage. What do we think about this movie, Ben? Uh I had a stew on it for a while, but um I like it more than the first one. Ryan. If the first Venom movie is a bad nineties comic. This is a good 90s comic. Sparks? You go first. You go ahead of me. Oh, uh, I had a good time. I think it is not particularly good, uh, but it's it's entertaining. It's 90 minutes. I don't feel like I wasted any time. Before you go, uh, we watched Malignant last week, yeah. and and talking about schlock and like camp, That is uh, Malignant is a perfect version of that. Uh, I had a lot of same <coughs> feelings in this. It's not executed nearly as well, but like I, I have... I, uh, so yeah. it's, uh, it's honestly 90 minutes. Uh, it got some good laughs. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I ended up seeing this one by myself mm-hmm. um, because of circumstances. So Because uh, of me. Yeah, but yeah, like, I, not really. Um, <coughs> uh, and so I saw, I saw it by myself, which was just an interesting context to, to do this in. And I, I have to say, I'm kind of bummed that that's the way it happened because I had a great time. Yes! <laughs> yes! Sparks, I wish I would have saw this with you. Because, like, no, no offense to you, Ben, but, like, you don't appreciate Schlocker Camp as much as my friend over here does. Guess and not. There are just moments where I'm like, oh, my God, I really hope Sparks likes I this part. I couldn't believe I laughed out loud before Thank anybody God. else in my theater, I'm which so was happy. mostly crowded. And that I did it probably about five minutes into the movie. And I was like, oh, wow. Where am All I? Right. <laughs> I've been I've been tiptoeing a bit. <laughs> I've been tiptoeing a bit. So okay, so so I'm so excited because I didn't know. Man, that was such a good way to tell that. I had no idea where that was gonna go. Um, yeah, I, I really didn't want you guys to know where I landed. Okay, <laughs> I had a great I had time. a great time. I here's the thing though. I we walked into the movie theater. We got a, we checked a ticket. Oh, uh, popcorn right there. Cool. Hey, can we get a refill with no salt? We're already making a no salt, sir. Great. <laughs> we don't even have to wait. It's starting strong. Starting great. <laughs> Can we get a can can I, I have a five dollar reward? Awesome! Look, this were saving money. Everything was working. We went early, so I paid matinee prices, so it was cheaper than normal. Yeah, too. I, I we we went we got it got in there. And the first trailer started. We're like, damn, nailed it! So great time. Okay, so again, last Good week movie. last week we talked about *Malignant*, and in the first five minutes, like, oh, you know what this movie is. Yeah. Uh-huh. The first five minutes of this movie, when you have Woody Harrelson's voice over not Woody Harrelson, and it's just Jesus. like, oh yes, Andy. Oh, Andy, <laughs> thank you. Because, like, 
Andy Serkis understood the assignment. The, I will, the script yeah. is not... I will not say the script's good in this movie. No, I won't. But I Andy no. Serkis, he knew what movie... He brought claw to this movie. He brought, I'm going to make this the dumbest shit, and you guys are going to love it. And I'm sorry if you don't like it. Uh, I This is the best version of what a Venom sequel could be in my eyes. And I really hope Andy Serkis stays on specifically because for the sequel, which will be even crazier. Because like that dude gets how to do good special effects. I thought I thought the special effects in this movie were great. Mm-hmm. I thought the oh, action. Yeah. Oh, it was in a well lit church. It was in a well lit police. Like oh my god, I could see what's going on. Like yeah, the action was really good. Andy, like like I never you might be a schlock king, my guy. I never had the moment in the first Venom that I had in the first Venom film, which is there's a moment where. Mm. What's the guy? Riot, Riot, uh, and Venom were like glooping together. We, we oh, literally, yeah. we literally compared them to plastic trash bags blowing in the wind. Yeah, in our review, <laughs> like they're just glooping together. I never had that moment in this movie. I, no. I knew exactly who, where Carnage it, and, and Venom. It and I can't see the color red. Yeah, it really <laughs> helps. Like Andy Serkis as a dude, obviously, like he's been in the special effects department for his entire career. Like that's what he's based off of. He like, did the special effects for. I mean, he was doing the special effects uh, uh, shots for uh, uh, the Hobbit films. He was yeah. the second unit for the Hobbit. Yeah. So like like and then he made he made Mowgli, which I haven't seen, but like he, his director credit is like he's been gaining it up. And like again, like this isn't high art, but no. it is it is extremely entertaining. And sometimes movies, again, just like Malignant, it's not as good as Malignant, but like sometimes movies can just be stupid fun. And with a character like Carnage, that's all Carnage is. Mm-hmm. There is nothing there is no depth to Carnage. He is a crazy psychopath, and sometimes that's okay. You can just have a silly villain. Woody Harrelson rules in this movie, you guys. I love, I love yes, him. I, I really absolutely like what he's doing. I, I, I can't believe we're talking about Venom 2 and liking it. I'm so uh, happy, you guys. So I enjoy Tom Hardy. I thought he was pretty decent in this one. Yeah. But God. Oh, I thought he was I thought he was actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> no. he, he's like story credit on this one, man. Yeah. yeah but with Woody Harrelson. Let me, let me be clear. I think I, I really like him as Eddie. I think he does an incredible job as Venom. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot uh, he does the Venom in, voice too. Incredible. Because what sells me on the movie is Venom's running commentary. Yeah. Me too. Uh, some me of my favorite jokes too. are <laughs> Venom just saying shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, there's a moment there's a moment in the church where Venom just goes, Get ready to die. All right, yeah. No, us, we're gonna die. Yeah, I, <laughs> and and, and yeah. to and to, to like Tom Hardy's credit, there's a similar moment where like Venom's talking but Eddie's like doing motions yeah. like yeah. they're supposed to be and it's like it's all oh working yeah the scene at the end where card is like come here and he's like hold on hold on a second like it, i don't good stuff i don't remember what the line is but it, it it i absolutely like just busted up because i wasn't prepared for it and i wish i remembered it but it's when uh eddie's reading the postcard from cletus yeah and venom says something just in the randomness of him <laughs> reading that just and i was like <laughs> what and i just was laughing. I, see, I knew I knew the humor was going to work for me in the trailer because I really liked the joke, and I still like it in the movie where he's just like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Eddie. I don't know what came over me. Let me fix your nose. Try to break it again." See, I, it's the thing about like out of context. I, I, I again, I, I still don't like those trailers, but like full context when I'm in the movie, I know what the tone is from the start. It, it all it all cements in. And it all. Fits. I was I was nervous from the trailers that they were going to go like, "Well, it's it needs to be funny, stupid." Stupid funny the whole time. That's that's what this people like. They movie. don't take it seriously. They really made this a romance and, movie. And I thought they were gonna like just ham it up in the worst way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what happened. Yeah. No, um, it really, it really can be likened to a rom com between uh, Eddie Brock and Venom. Um, they went hard like on that. They stuff. really <laughs> did, and the the that stuff works so well because I mean Tom Hardy has good chemistry with himself. Yes, because um, he's a great physical comedian. Uh, yeah. I was stunned when I was like, wow, I'm feeling things with uh, Eddie driving away on the motorcycle and wanting to run himself into the truck and Venom's like, I'm sorry, Eddie. I can't. 
heal emotional pain in yeah. my heart. And I'm like, <laughs> what's happening? What happened? Do I like this movie? Uh, I... Uh, so Michelle Williams, like again, she doesn't have a lot to do. I think she's so, so much, much better she, in this movie. She, again, she now has like she knows what she's doing, and she's allowed to just have fun and be silly. Like that. She scene, really didn't want to be there in that first movie. Yeah, you can and, tell. Yeah, uh, and like the scene with with Mrs. Chen, Mrs. Chen oh, Venom. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, that I couldn't the handle it. She goes, wait a minute, and it's like, oh, she's like, you're a big strong daddy. That was, and then Dan's in the back. Um, what's going amazing. on? Amazing, <laughs> amazing scene. Yeah. Uh, I I'm so glad that that again like Andy Serkis committed to like yo you guys this is I know what movie I'm making and like I hope you're along for the ride and for the most part people seem to be I honestly happy about I it. honestly after the movie was second guessing myself as I drove over I'm like did I really like this yeah. movie and you're mentioning because I'm like oh my god I no, really yeah. like this the, movie the, I think Carnage Carnage like is, is I don't really care about Carnage as a character because there's not a lot of depth to him right he's just a cool character like to fight but in this movie like the way that he's presented like. He is not the same type of symbiote that Eddie Brock is. Eddie Brock and Venom are separate, but because Carnage ate the blood, it, he's like he's he's one with with right. Carnage, right? So the way he transforms, it's so Father. much, it's so different. And I wish he called him Daddy. I wish they just would have the one hundred percent. No, 100%. because the joke, the joke of not you, Father, father. you Father. Yeah, I love <laughs> that. that. Yeah. Good. I absolutely love that it's when so Carnage goes Father. It's like what? It's like not you, him. Uh, I I really I re I really liked uh, Carnage's. Carnage's design, I kind of do wish he was lankier because uh, I like my Carnage as lanky. Yeah, but he, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, but my only criticism with Carnage is honestly, I wish he was in the movie more. That I was surprised he we, wasn't. We are introduced yeah. to him thirty minutes into the movie, and I think it should have been fifteen. Yeah, uh, for as short as the movie is, like I, I really like Woody Harrelson just like being able to like be weird the whole movie. Like I do wish there was more Carnage, but like it doesn't. It's not a detractor of the movie, but I'm like, oh, I actually like. I like Carnage, so I hope again because like in the comics, like this is exactly how he died in the comics. Like Venom eats him, and then he just comes back later. So like they can, he can come back. Uh, I, was, and I hope he does. You already used the f bomb. I didn't swear. No, no, no. Oh, uh, I did. Sparks, but the line f this guy. Oh yeah, that's people pretty. have been talking about I, it as like one of the best uses of an f bomb. I didn't the think they would movie. do it, and I'm like, yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Well, I kind of like how Woody Harrelson is just giving like his emotional performance. Like you were my friend. It's like I wanted your friendship, and he's like, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Cleo. I was telling you, Eddie, but you weren't listening. I'm listening now. I yeah, just wanted your friendship. I'm sorry. <laughs> F this guy, <laughs> God, God, Venom just kills the moment. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. Um, you, you know what? I feel like the more I talk, I listen to you guys talk about it, the more I'm actually liking this movie because I'm not going to lie. At first, there were times where I'm kind of like, mm, I, I don't know. Because mm -hmm. uh, you're right. Like with If I knew what this movie was going into it, because I, I didn't know what this movie was going I, to be. I, I felt so weird like laughing in my little corner mm. by myself like at this movie when other people weren't people who clearly liked it because it got a standing ovation in my theater oh, at the end but I laughed harder than most people yeah. in that movie I'm like I can't believe this is where I am yeah uh going back to Michelle Williams I wanted to highlight the thing that like I was like man she's really just like a whole other like honestly for for my money like I really hate Venom I forgot how much I hate Venom I didn't watch it again but I listened to our review of it I gave it a 2 out of 10 I really hated that movie um, I will not forgive it and I'm not going to watch it again this doesn't improve it but <laughs> you can watch this one and never watch that one and I think you're fine and this one is really I, good I, dude if this were the first Venom movie like uh, oh my god like it I would be different. I would feel uh, so different yeah. Michelle Michelle Williams has this incredible moment where um, when she's like I'm never doing that again I don't know maybe one time it was, it was kind of fun, fun. <laughs> yeah uh, I so I fell so asleep good. in the first Venom movie so I missed you, you finally saw she I, Venom. I missed she yeah. Venom and now I'm like oh that's what that looks like yep <laughs> wow like she brought it back I remember when we were talking about she Venom and you were like what do you mean she Venom blocked it like, out no yeah, dude I was, I was asleep yep you fell asleep um Shriek 
Uh, Naomi Harris, right? Yes. Yeah. Rules. Uh, great schlock. Great. She just just a bad guy. Like she does ham it up. Being a, being a fun. There's bad a guy. moment that she has that was really funny to me because and I was the only one who laughed at it. Um, and and it was because I'm a two a two year old. Um, <laughs> but it's when it's when uh, 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 oh, Cletus turns into Carnage the first time in front of Shriek, and she goes, "Hot. That's no, hot. That's, that's so hot." hot. Yeah. And I was like. Oh dang! What she do? Both yeah, yeah, yeah. of these two <laughs> play psychopaths or oh, yeah. play these these type of people. And so I tur- so I turned to Zara, Zara and because she's into the tentacle hentai. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I love I love the comedy of that sequence where he's killing the doctor and oh, it's and a like background the, thing. Oh, it's yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like I'm here and then it's, it's like he's at the cell. It's like what? But as I was saying, it's I love how both Woody Harrelson and what was her name? Naomi, Naomi Harris. Harris. Naomi Harris. They play these type of people. These They play these like crazy bombastic villains so There well. are three actors from the Pirates franchise in this movie. Oh, oh she was Tia Dolma. Yep. Frack, uh, I, that's where yeah, I recognize her from. The, uh, the detective. The detective is, the in, is in the two recent the ones. The two recent ones. Yep. Who's the third? They're, um, He's a doctor who gets killed. He uh, uh, he plays the main bad guy, like the the evil British guy in the third one. Uh, uh, he slowly walks into his death. Oh. Uh, he's like like a small cameo. He's not in it at all. Weird. But yeah, yeah there's like three dudes. I'm like, oh, Pirates reunion. Uh, yeah, I I because you brought it up. Like there, I do have like some negative. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I would have preferred the movie without Shriek, to be honest. And the I've thought about it. And I'm like, I really like Naomi Harris in it. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of it. My problem is that like if. Cletus, Cassidy, and, and Carnage, they're, they are a caricature of an uh, uh, absolute serial killer. Mm-hmm. Like, they are, they are a caricature of, like, the most personality you can give to have some dialogue to what is essentially Michael Myers in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And that's fine with me, and I think that could be enough, like, Woody Harrelson being weird to work as an opposing force of Venom. But if you're going to insert a thing that's supposed to make uh, an emotional connection of that, then Cletus needs more to it, and mm-hmm. neither part of that... While I think like they're talented actors who are playing the moment well, the movie's too short to allow her character to be fleshed out at all, or to allow that romance to actually stick, mm-hmm. and it makes Cletus less connective tissue of that for me. Um so I'm like I I'm kind of living in a space where I'm like either keep him a caricature of like an absolute bonkers insane serial killer which is what makes him so dangerous or actually flesh out something. So here. like and yeah, it I'll lives in this space in between that sometimes works yeah. but sometimes doesn't. I, I'll, I'll I'll agree with you. I, there. I I won't disagree with you and I hate. I, I, I think it's more a symptom of the fact that the film is too short to yeah, yeah, yeah. to warrant shrieks and Naomi Harris's inclusion because she's doing a lot with very little. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I won't disagree with any of that. Like I think you're right. I think. It, you, the movie needed to be longer if you're gonna do that whole subplot thing. Uh, the only, I, I hate to be this guy, but like that is like just they're, that's they're directing they're they're adapting a comic and like that's literally like I posted panels today from yeah, yeah. Shriek and Carnage like the same time they meet the same exact way. So like they're just adapting the thing and Shriek is a big part of that story. Uh, mm-hmm. They could have cut her out, but like I I I like her being there because it is like a nice little foil and it does add to. Even though he is a serial killer, the little bit of emotion and, empa- and empathy For that sure. he does have. But like, I I'm not gonna disagree with you there. Yeah, I like I still have a great time watching it. I just do think like, you know, if I'm being critical of the film, like yeah. that that's where I think it's Achilles' heel is. I think it's in in like not not living in that space well enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's sometimes there. It's not all the time this doesn't work. It's just sometimes this doesn't. Sometimes yeah. N- yeah. this isn't clicking. I actually agree with you. I do think like I get that she's in the comic, but if you could, if if, if 
if the movie isn't hurt or if you don't gain or lose anything by her inclusion in the movie, then having her in the so, comic is only interesting. So but I, I just don't into, see. I want to get into what I wanted to talk about with that is specifically is when she was doing her fight with Do- with Detective Mulligan. Uh-huh. Um, I found that significantly less interesting, surprisingly, to the Venom Carnage fight. I mm-hmm. kept wanting them to cut back because when we cut to her, I was like, oh, right, you're doing a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't want to see this thing, though. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I, uh, and it was nice for her to, like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get the kabumpets on the guy. But, like, it, uh, that also, like, there's not enough there to really care. Yeah. For for me, like, what it came down to is I was kind of just living with it and being okay with it to the end of the film because I was like, you know, if, if Shriek Naomi Harris gets to do more with this at a later point in a sequel, great. But they kind of ring the death bell on that one, and I'm like, okay, so maybe not. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I know that doesn't mean that she's dead for sure. Wait until your body. Right. But uh, the the implication, just looking at this film, is that that killed her. Um, and I'm kind of like, okay. Mm, Doesn't a bell land on her? Yes. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is, the That's bell's, why the the bell's bell. hollow, and it can go land right on top of her. Yeah, but, but, there's, but there's a centerpiece right in the middle of a bell that would have... Oh, but no, they, they, no, they kicked that, that out. Venom uses it as a weapon. No, because that was the this was the this second. Bell, I think there's right? only one bell. No, there's oh, only okay. one bell. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm just saying, like, we don't see her body. We're talking we're, about church architecture. We're bringing now. like, th- like, uh, uh, Patrick Mulligan is toxin in the comics. Like, I there's a whole arc with both of them. Like, I they're setting up stuff. Like, I they purposely didn't show her body just in case they bring her back. I think. I I hope so, because uh, I I think that she's just not treated the yeah. best by this this script. I mean, that's she's my point. No, that's fair. Uh, Shriek also in the comics is just a crazy mad woman too. So like, you know, what do right? You do? It, it's more you know. It, it, no, I com- get you. Comic adaptation aside, no, 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 like no, it's, it's more just a. I just don't see how what, you, what she can like. Be. Cletus wants to get married to this lady, and like, just the whole movie would I mean, be different. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to keep on this topic for long. But like, there there are definitely ar- arguments to be made that people have adapted certain elements in the com in comics better than 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 they had than they had been before. Uh, again, it's, that's the comic. We're not talking about the no, comic. I We're know. talking about the movie. The movie, yes, has Shriek because she's in the comic, but that's the only reason why she's in there. And they don't give her more than I don't see the point because if yeah. you don't lose anything by taking her out of this movie, but that's, we shouldn't. No, I know. And anymore. I just personally, I don't see how you take her out of the movie and the movie say the same, but that's me. Um, what else do we got? Um, I Do you guys like the detective? I thought he was fine for the most part. Like I didn't, I thought it was Donnie Wahlberg. I liked him sometimes. I just like, I like him sometimes. He's just like. I liked him better when I found out he was the cop in the beginning. Oh, I knew that from from the second I met him. I didn't pay attention. Oh. Yeah, they they like hard focus very, on his yeah. name tag to say Mulligan. <laughs> no, I know. I just didn't fire. care. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, that's that's. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought I thought again like it's kind of in a similar vein as what I was saying before with the the she can carnage stuff, which is just like, uh, he sometimes he really worked and sometimes he didn't, and yeah. it's really strange where that balance was. Um. <clears throat> ultimately like he kind of feel <sighs> I I wish there was more something to his interaction with Shriek in the end of the film but yeah. he's just kind of a passive uh participant I, I in think, that yeah. so th- so like there's nothing making me want to engage with him more I think the problem date? that they did was like they they did like the cliffhanger thing of like oh I'm going to become a symbiote but like uh-huh. instead of having a nice resolution they just made it a cliffhanger for the next movie so it's like there's no there's no real resolution between those characters, right? And I mean, up like until that point, he so, he looks like the only one of our heroes who's died, until his eyes turn blue. Until his eyes turn and blue. And it's like, it, it, it's weird. Point. It's uh, this is one of like the weaker points in the script in general, which is just like it, he has a history with her, but like it's it's not packed with a lot of meaning. It's just like yeah, she he took an eye and he lost she, he took her eye and he lost some hearing, and I'm like cool, but like. He was just doing his job. Like, there's not a lot of personal vendetta, yeah, in a sense there, there, there or at a, least it's not 
there in the we have the one script scene of like for her it is but for him it isn't we have we have one it's, scene with him and it's his exactly what yeah. you t- it's exactly what you talked about with the idea that like look uh mm. uh andy circus is doing a lot with a very weak script mm-hmm. he is wringing out that script with the best stuff that he can he made a really schlocky film where that script isn't and i bet um, i bet and, tom hardy like having like helped the script like I, I bet like his like Tom Hardy schlock and Andy Serkis like saved this movie because the t- strongest stuff is definitely Eddie and Venom hundred yes. yeah. percent and both individually and together. So I, I think they're doing a lot <clears throat> with that script. Look, all the criticisms that I think I've heard that I've heard are from the script. Yeah, there is nothing wrong with with how with how Andy Serkis directed this, in my opinion. No, no I I, I, uh, I I man, I wonder like without Tom Hardy's like like hey, can I can I help write this thing? Because like, I feel like I know this character better than you guys do. Because yeah, like, you got a story credit. Yeah, like I can't imagine. Like if this were just another, like if it didn't, if the first movie works when it's like the silly stuff that we didn't expect and they're like, okay, that's what but That was few and far between. That was few and far between, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they realize, okay, let's <clears throat> let's double down on that. And they did. And like, I, this isn't really the Venom from the comics no. personality wise, but no. the thing they're doing here works. And I and, and I am I am excited for the future now that this is here. It's totally consistent where the first one wasn't. Yes, and it has a soul when the first one was soulless. Hundred percent. Like like the we've talked we talked about it before. The first one felt like it was made by committee. It was completely made out of being driven by money, and the only person who gave a shit about it in it was Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah. And now with this one, he got a creative team who gave a shit about Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah. And he got everybody else that was in the movie to give a shit about it. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, uh, again because listening to interviews and stuff, Woody Harrelson. At first, <clears throat> just wanted Andy Serkis to be Carnage, and Andy was like, "No, man, like I want you need to do you this. Need like to do this. you're yeah, Carnage." Uh-huh. And then Woody's like, "Hell yeah, actually, I really enjoy doing it. I think the I think it's better for it." And I'm like, "Hell yeah, Andy!" Oh, I want to talk about my favorite scene, which is Carnage's escape. That scene rules. Oh, you mean t- when he turns into a whirlwind? <laughs> when he turns into a whirlwind. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, when he turns into a tornado and pulls the doctor in. Like I just think the moment he escaped, he he like bursts out and starts killing people. Uh, the horror in that in that in that sequence is really is really well played out, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a monster movie. And the the like Terminator esque ness of him walking through the thank, cells. Thank you so much for saying monster movie. The I agree with you. Everything you were saying. Uh, the opening of the film, the the way they do the title, I'm like, this is so yeah. old school B monster I'm movie. Telling you, we just watched Malignant so good. with the, with the, the, the <laughs> castle on the. Hill. No, I know, and I was I was it's sitting like, there, and I'm yeah. like, that 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 more than like the setup of like Shriek and Cletus, like put me in the oh man, are are we are we in for a really good time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were, we were. Again, it's only ninety minutes. Yeah, I I've seen worse movies that are way longer. There there are movies that are twice its length. <laughs> That like I, oh my god like, and I and I was entertained yeah. like pretty much pretty much the entire time, uh, which is really impressive. I I honestly thought when they did the Eddie separating from Venom thing, I'm like this is where it's gonna lose me. Mm-hmm. And nope, nope. I was still solid with it. Uh, and I was worried about how long that w- I was thinking about that when this when the, when that happened. I was like, this movie isn't that long. Do we have time to do the subplot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have plenty of time. It worked. The rave scene because you did it. the essentials I, and you didn't like. Fill it. Yeah. The uh, the rave scene, I think, is really funny. Mm. I think it's great. It's like it's really like it's it's Eddie was wrong. Yeah, like it's his coming out party in like a in like a way, I guess. Uh I just I thought it was really fun. And this like Venom again, like this is not the Venom that we've read recently. Um, but like nineties uh, Venom Lethal Protector, baby, why not? Oh, there is another weird like again, this is really a script 
script problem, but there is another weird plot thing that kind of irked me when I, I, I... It goes by so fast, it's easy to kind of just forget it, but, like, there's this whole thing about how, like, because he finds Cleus's body, and they're, like, making these news reports. Literally, the news is talking about Eddie Brock and saying, now he's back on top, and I'm like, does back on top mean he bought a new TV and that's the end of the story? Like, <laughs> there, there's nothing else about his life that really changes, and I'm like, yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. an avenue where we're going to talk about, like, Eddie Brock can finally that get feels... out that piece where he was, like, championing the homeless uh-huh. in the original. Yeah. Nope. That feels like... <laughs> Like, the ten minutes that they cut from the movie are like, oh, like, well, even, it just doesn't match. Well, even with, like, Venom is talking about it, I was like, you know, you know I, I got a life, I got my life back, back, and, you know, everything's going well for us. Like, is it? This is, the chickens are still there. And, like, right, the yeah, like, sure. uh, like, like, nothing, nothing, yeah, it, that, that was just kind of a weird beat where it's like, this was supposed to be a big deal, but, like, nobody yeah. gives a, sh- like, even in the context of the rest of the film, nobody gives a shit about Eddie Brock still. It, like, it, nobody gives a shit about what yeah, he's doing. That reporter shows up, like, for three times on TV, and it's like, Eddie's back, and then it's never brought up again. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. back on top, and, I'm, and like, they put the, like, cool, he's on his motorcycle, like, yeah, he is, in moment, and then, like, like he has it kind a, of amounts to nothing. Yeah. It's like he has a, a newer motorcycle, it's like, it's a better looking one, and it's like, yeah, look at I me, would, I'm successful again, and it's like, yeah. you just have one motorcycle, bud. I I wouldn't be shocked it. if there's like deleted scenes. I, scene to I love that they kind of created the the pseudo Peter Parker story, but for him with Detective Mulligan, yeah. <laughs> which is that because because of how he founded the bodies and like the the detective now really hates him because he was on top of that information and didn't share it, and he's like, oh, what do I? I really liked uh, them. Venom was like, "What are you doing? Doing your job." And he's trying to like write oh, down all the drawing the scene. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love how like you see like he. It's like. Uh, Venom's like Eddie, Eddie, look, and then you you see the drawings in Cleus' cell, and then it's like, hey, look, there's a spot that's probably where the bodies are, and sure enough, there the bodies are. What are you doing? Your job. Um, uh, yeah, Stupid. I really, I really like all that. Uh, when we get the interesting animation interpretation of Cletus's past, I thought oh, that, that was, was really cool. Yeah. Coming that out was of the postcard. I thought that was really yeah. cool, really unique. I'm like, man, this movie just like keeps throwing things at oh, me yeah, visually that I'm just. Cletus's past and anime, yeah, yeah. His origin story as he hits the spider oh, is cute. Origin, <laughs> yeah, crushed me. Yeah, yeah. Like I just like I don't know if that's just how he says it. How, how Woody Harrelson I don't said, give a says shit. it, but like <laughs> that that took me back to there was a symbiote. There, there was some kind of spider bit in the first one too, but I like that they hit it even more on the nose when when in this one went uh, like the symbiote <laughs> the, like the symbiote of of the first film trailer. The origin, my God, origin. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's origin. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Um. Yeah. I. I just. I. I'm floored. Honestly, yeah. with how how much I enjoyed it. Um. I like, wish the I script was, was better because this movie would have yeah. ruled. Yeah. Yeah. But but for that being said, like I'm surprisingly very funny. Brisk. Uh, that Mrs. Chen moment is incredible. Like, Mrs. Good on that actor. The spooky uh, eyes. Yeah. For, yeah. I, I love their relationship with her as well. I think that that works really well. No, you um, cannot eat Mrs. Chen. I learned something. Eddie, Tom Hardy's got some incredible moments as Eddie, where he's just like talking to himself and the way he plays it off, and he's like. You suck! What? Uh, I don't know how to explain that one. Yeah, that uh, I'm one, having a panic attack. That one really got me. <laughs> that <now>. was really. <laughs> I, th- that was really good. It's like, the, the, when he's talking, when he's talking to the guys. What are you doing? He's practicing for a play. You everything, suck! You everything, suck! Everything that didn't work about those interactions in the first one really work in this one, and yeah. it's really incredible how how like just absolutely a 180 on it it is. It helps, yeah. Like, man, this like it, it's weird. Like again, like Tom Hardy, like not not my first pick for Venom, but like now that we're here and like. He seems to really like it. He, he is uh, connected to the character, and like I, I do not think there is they, there is there is enough evidence to support that uh, actors who play characters should always write their characters. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But uh, he has taken to this role similar to Ryan Reynolds took to Deadpool again. Yeah. Like as you brought up, like this is not Venom from the comics, but they have found a way to make Venom their own. Yeah. And again, like I don't I don't mind it being different as long as it is something of a clear 
vision and if it's working. And this is working and I have character. a clear vision, which mm. is not not the first movie. And he's uh, still doing the Lethal Protector thing. Like, like even though it's, it. even I though think it's, it's really even cute. though it's it's like sillier than the comics. The chocolate thing is also from the comics because <coughs> there was a while oh they wouldn't let they wouldn't let Venom eat people, so they oh. he ate chocolate. Uh, the uh, Another bit, like early on in the film, that like made me go, "Oh, I'm gonna like this." Is when uh, he's jumping around as Venom, but then he they're getting the phone call from Aaron's calling, and so he gets locked <laughs> onto the roof, and he's hanging in, in there. <laughs> um, oh, God. When he goes to the meetup with her, and and Venom gets really mad, like just the way Venom's being inside of him. Gonna make you cry. I'm gonna make you cry, Eddie. She'll love it. She'll love Eddie, it. I'm gonna make you cry. And Tom Hardy's doing a really good job of like internalizing Tom Hardy because he plays Venom is able to like know what that voice is and engage with all those things. He's yeah. doing so much good acting in the moments when Venom's supposed to be speaking. And yes. it really, really works. It sells the whole thing. Yes. Uh, I can't praise that enough. I think he really brought it in this one in a way that, that I don't think it was there in the first 100%. one. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Should I write? No, we got to talk about the finale. Uh, I'm, the I'm, oh. I'm just trying to. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like there's something in the third act that like I, I feel like I want to touch on, but I'm, I'm I can't place it. Not um, you, father. You, father. Again, yeah. I think. I think the action's like it, it's still just like two goo people fighting each other, but like it's, it's so, so much clearer. It's so oh, much clearer. Oh, it's the it's the genius of how they use the bell to constantly have them turn out of Venom and Carnage back into oh, the yes. so that. they have a conversation and then they're turning back in, but yes. then the bell rings again, so they have to separate and keep the conversation going. It was such an organic way to have them still be able to have those confrontational moments of conversation, but not feel like you're breaking up the fight. It definitely felt old school superhero film in it that did, sense. It did, but in a good way. That's yeah. why I mean like again, like the first one's a bad old superhero movie. This one's a good old school superhero there was, movie. There was a lot of there's a lot of times in the old school superhero films that they would like punch, 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 talk, 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 punch, punch, punch. That's why and I like, called a Venom a two thousand four <laughs> film at the beginning. And yeah. like and and sometimes that worked well, sometimes that didn't. And, yeah. and this situation was really <laughs> But there was a value to that because the, you got emotional moments out of fight sequences, um, especially when characters needed to take off masks and whatnot. That was a very organic way to do that in this movie that I really enjoyed. Yeah, um, I will praise the script like any other any other version of this movie usually would leave Dan the moment he made the call and said they're going to Grace Cathedral. Mm-hmm. Dan still shows up. Oh my God! Lights fire. carnage on yes. fire. Fire and sound without the sound. Like I was Dan. Dan still being a player mm-hmm. and like playing with the relationships there and like getting at the end like Venom being like, Dan, you take care too. But I don't think we really needed him. He was kind of more of a hindrance, if I'm being honest. Like Dan being still Didn't a player really supply a net positive. was such a good choice that made the film still feel alive. I was yeah. actually scared that Dan was gonna die. Me too. I wasn't worried about Anne. But I was worried about Dan. <laughs> I was kind of, I was also scared that like once Dan was there and he's pouring the thing and lighting up fires like fire and sound. I was like, oh please tell me he's because, not gonna because die. Because what was interesting is that Screech looks at him like, oh no, my baby's being killed, <laughs> uh, and whatever. And and she and she looks like she's gonna go after Dan, and that's gonna be like Dan's fight now that she's done with Mulligan. But then she just goes back to Mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oops, guess that worked out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, loved it. Like there was so much. There was so much good there. Um. Just impressive. Okay. The fact, we... th- real quick, the fact that it's ninety minutes. Like, I'm not gonna see this again in theaters, but like, you I know will, what I might. I I will I'm gonna own this. Definitely. I'll be honest watch with you. Like, I enjoyed this enough. This this will be on my show. The first one yeah. never will be. It's not worth going back for. Uh, no. I don't need it to enjoy this one. Yeah. But this one was a good time, and yeah. I'm I'm very impressed. I love uh, the context of how it ends at the beach. Uh, now that oh, we're oh, yeah. guys, now someone now means that, accepting all their faults. Yeah. Now that we're here and like. Venom's in the MCU. Well, in some temporarily, capa- in some capacity. Well, 
Listen, it, like it, it, I'm not going into speculation. I'm just like he's hey, making a pit stop. Spider Man and Venom are gonna meet. I now that we're here, if this were Venom one, <clears throat> I would be freaking out. But now that we're at Venom two, and like oh shit, I, I I'm actually, into this. So okay, so I had the post. We'll talk about the post credit scene now, I guess. Yeah. Um, I had the post credit scene spoiled for me months ago. Yeah, months ago. That's over an exaggeration, but wow. a while ago. Okay. And I uh, brushed it off because I was like, "There's no way." Yeah. Because uh, I d- I just didn't I didn't believe it. And then when it happened, I was like, "Oh, oh, you know what? I'm actually kind of looking forward to this." Yeah. <laughs> All uh, the Spider-Man three rumors uh, are true now. <laughs> I I looked it up a while ago. So did I. Um, because I, I just didn't, I, didn't I just care. wanted to know and I didn't care and I'm like, do I, How much? I wanted to know a. Outside of reviews, how much do I need to give a shit about this movie? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and I'll be honest, like, I have to, for a second, put the post credit scene aside, and I want to talk about Andy Serkis talking about it, which is very revealing of the fact that, like, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know what this means or why they did it. It's They're just, just trying just to make sure that the audience knows, like, Spider-Man's on the table eventually, yeah. but it's not necessarily going to be soon. Yeah. It's not necessarily No Way Home, yeah. and it's not necessarily Venom 3. And I'm like, what? That's what kind of gets to me is that I'm like you just and there's no plan. There's no there's nothing there. So I I'm not I I kind of did think I'll be honest because we've talked about the No Way Home trailer. I didn't bring it up then. There's that shot where people think it's the lizard. I thought it might be Venom. I thought they were obscuring Venom from us, and I'm like it's probably Venom. Honestly, it could be. Uh, I guess that could still be true, but Andy Serkis has talked about it in such a way where I'm like, I'm kind of convinced that there isn't a plan because they were so herky jerky about how they were going to try and hint at Tom yeah. Holland. I. I'm kind of bothered that it's just bullshit for bullshit's purpose of saying this can still happen. Like I don't, I didn't need that. There, there is a a sense. No matter what, mm. no matter what. Look, whatever happens at the end of Spider-Man: No Way Home, I don't think Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are sticking around in the MCU. I think they're going back to their universes. Sure. Um, I think similar. Similarly, the whatever Doctor Strange did to open up the universes for Spider-Man brought Venom to the MCU, and at the end of that movie, he's probably going back. Yeah. Yeah, I want. Yeah, because you're not going to get rid of his, ca- his supporting cast. Well, and that's the thing is like, I don't think Venom's in No Way Home, so I don't know what this is for. Yeah. I think because honestly, I agree yeah. with you. Venom three will be in Venom's universe, yeah. and like, yeah, eventually there will be a Spider-Man Venom thing somehow. So it's weird but that again, Venom looked the but kid. But again, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I am more pro. Like, hey, Venom in the MCU, I'm cool with it because I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Yes. I still don't give a shit about him seeing Spider-Man, though, yeah. because yeah. they're not connected. Yeah. That don't mean dick. <laughs> right, which is, which is why it's so weird in this movie where it's like like Venom kind of has a <clears throat> like a, a draw to Spider-Man somehow. Yeah. And that and was well, weird. And like, why, so why there's an the implication of them like having some kind of homogenous hive mind between the cities, talk- regardless like of the like... The Quintar stuff, yeah. Reg- but it's also implied like regardless of a multiversal bond, like as uh, somewhere in the recesses of his mind is like connection to the other versions of himself. Yeah. But then he's like, I'll show you a fraction of a second of a thing. And then... But then something else but happens. But then the thing that happens isn't the thing he's doing. And yeah. I'm like, why even have that line? That's so weird. <laughs> it's just... It's a set. It's a setup for the next movie before we get up to set up for whatever the next crossover will be, I guess. It, it is... I agree. Like, this was just... This was them... We're putting Thanos at the end of Avengers and yes. whatever happens yes. next. That's yeah. a great parallel where yeah. it's like, we do, we have no idea. It's we just, just want you to know it's there. Right. Yeah. And, and like, it's not going to be the thing addressed soon. Well, it's very, it won't be... Yeah, yeah. It's also very similar to just like... You know, they were, they were like, hey, remember Spider-Man's next? Because th- the first Venom ends with, hey, remember, Miles Morales is next. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, Venom just seems to be, the post-credits for Venom just tease the next Spider-Man movie yeah. every time. Right. And it's, but it's so weird because it's like, I agree with Ryan. I think his analogy is spot on with the Thanos tease because it's like, we're probably not going to see the comeuppance of this for, like, eight years. 
I wouldn't go that far. I mean, like, uh, that is a good story, but, like... It but won't like, be Doctor Strange... It won't be the next Spider-Man or Doctor Strange, but I do think Venom 3 in two years, three years... You think be. Venom 3 has Spider-Man in it? Yeah. I don't. I, I still don't think that. I think, especially, again, like, I will go back to Andy Serkis wants to do the third one. I can't imagine why they wouldn't let him. Yeah. yeah. He said that he thinks there needs to be a few Venom movies oh, before you do the Spider-Man meetup. Oh, so I yeah. I would not be surprised if we're still a little ways away before behind See, that. I trust Andy Serkis wanting to take his time. I don't trust Sony and Amy and Pascal. Amy Pascal to sure. take their time. That's the thing. Yeah. There is um we're gonna talk <coughs> about it in the news because this is this is rumor that a lot of people are running with fact. There's a rumor rolling around that there is a new Spider Man deal, which that's not a rumor. Obviously there would be a new Spider Man deal on the table will be. for Sony. Um but the rumored um uh, terms that Sony wants is that there needs to be a Second Spider-Man trilogy, and set in the MCU, and then Venom needs to meet Spider-Man. Uh, so s- theoretically, if that was the case, then that deal's not signed yet, which means that Sparks is right. We were not seeing Venom meet Spider-Man for a, a, at least a little while. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, uh, I, I, that's all. Like it's, it's just. The only I, I don't mind all this happening again. Like I kind of don't care. And they're gonna have to do a lot of legwork to make me care. This this is very much like the mentality that makes me nervous about No Way Home. Just a side tangent, which is that uh, the connection of the villains to Peter Parker is irrelevant in the minds of like we just want to get these people in the movies from Sony's perspective. And I'm like, is that really okay? And that's kind of the, still the logic with Venom and Spider-Man because I'm like they have no history. And I I feel like there is a way you could make it work. And it's unfortunate, honestly, that it's not going to be No Way Home. Yeah. Very likely that as is not where Venom goes. Very likely, let's just assume that's yeah. not how Venom comes after Spider-Man because that at least would make some sense of conflict because Venom's prerogative can be we're the lethal protector that's, now. Yes, he killed a guy. That's that's a hundred percent why. But unfortunately, yeah. I don't think that's what the setup will be. Yeah, which is a bummer because it is the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I think to, at the very, at, I can totally see Tom Hardy trolling us I with still, that picture, and I still have no idea what this means about freaking Morbius out there. Yeah, well, I don't know. If <laughs> Who knows where that, Morbius when or knows. where that is? <laughs> I forgot about Morbius. I'm sure. Look, I I don't. I'm not putting it out. I'm not. I'm putting it out there that there, it's possible that that the Morbius movie does not have the vulture in it. Right. Like they just cut him out. Not the director's last interview I read. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, they uh, can cut something out. With. Yeah. Th- more than anything, like it, it is. It is. Again, like it's nice to have come to the end of the movie, and like when that post credits tease happens, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Like that's great. More multiverse stuff. It's this is now just as acceptable to me as like the Amazing Spider-Man stuff crossing over. Like great, uh, the multiverse exists. Yeah. But it is very much like a, what like what what does this mean? And I kind of wish you had an idea of what it means, but yeah. you don't. You just want us to. Yeah. That's to just get, been Sony. You just want to get everybody wet. But for again, it. And just I like, just been Sony's yeah. mo for but decades. Yeah. But also like again like with the thing with like uh, Thanos and the Avengers. Like I don't know the next time he's gonna show. Up, but I know now that that's possible, and yeah. I and I, I am now in a world where again two years ago I would be like I don't want to have this happen. Sure, we've talked about yeah. it for years. Yeah, but yeah. like, they made me a believer in Venom. They can they could make me a believer of Spider Man and Venom. Like yeah. of course you got to get there. Sony Sony as I, as I said has been playing as does this a lot when they're they don't have a plan but they just want to do spider-man and we talked about that once they couldn't do spider-man anymore on their own so they were like let's keep making money off spider-man so let's do venom let's do morbius the one the one thing i'm truly they they just keep doing the shit the one thing i'm truly grateful for is that they've cemented that venom doesn't exist in the mcu currently yeah uh which i'm really glad that we can stop having that conversation where it's like this is an mcu movie and i'm like no it's not ain't man's not there it's like it's a multiverse film but it's not an mcu movie it yeah. is connected, but it's not connected. Yeah, great. I just, I yeah, like like you said, Brandon, like Venom is is taking a pit stop, and then he'll he'll go back to the spump or the whatever the hell they're calling it now. 
Spider-Man universe of Marvel characters. Spump. Spump. Yeah. Yeah. No, they changed it. It's not that anymore. It's something different. No, but it was Sony Pictures universes of Spider. No, it's Sony's universe of Spider-Man characters. So what they changed it to? Yeah. 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 They changed it. Anyway, I. We're all Susk. Susk. Uh, I think we're all pleasantly surprised oh, by yeah. Venom Two. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy that we're here because like again like I I don't I never want to go into a movie knowing it's gonna be bad. Like I, I want to have a good time. I loved you guys on Pins and Needles. Like where's he going? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we rate it? Why don't I saw a Sparks actually? Uh, solid seven out of ten. Cool, Ryan. Seven point five out of ten. Ben also seven out of ten. Yeah, I'll give it a seven out of ten. Um, could even be convinced of seven point five. We'll see. Honestly, on a second viewing, it might go up. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, uh, nobody is more surprised than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't we get into our book club then? Sounds good. Oh, yeah! Sparks. <laughs> Spiro Book Club. Yeah, hi. We're Do the thing. We're talking about uh, a, a French comic piece mm-hmm. um, called Halloween Tales uh, by OG. I am so sorry. I tried to figure out how to pronounce this, and I Boys could not Coleman. find an official... Uh, pronunciation. Uh, I'm pretty sure because it's French, it's Bois Common. There you go, Bois. Uh, Bois Common. And DP Filippi. Um, And uh, I really uh, enjoy this in the sense of I think it's a really nice mood piece. Um, I think that there is an amount... Okay, so uh, (coughs) behind the table basketball, I've had this for a while. Um, I haven't... I've considered doing it on previous Halloweens, and I've decided not to because I'm like, I know it's super kiddie. Uh, And it is. It's very very child-oriented. That's the target audience for it. Um, But I think that there's... I think the art is gorgeous. (laughs) I just want to get that out of the way. I think the Mm -hmm, art is mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. Um, And uh, I... I do fear, and I've I've read a little bit that like some things are probably lost in translation, especially in the first issue where it's all turned into rhyming. Um, that it's just not the level that it is if you read it in French. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, which I totally understand, but I still think like it's just it's just a nice Halloween mood piece about like different versions of coming of age things, uh, and I think it's really interestingly crafted uh, and. I, I particularly am always floored by the, the third one and how it ends. Um, but I just, I, I'm really enamored with the art. I think mm-hmm. it's a nice little short piece for a us to anthology. discuss. little anthology, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted to share it with you guys because uh, I, I, I like like that there's different comic stuff in the world, and this is one of those. I'll go first, Sparks. I really <coughs> enjoyed this a lot. Nice. I, I When you say, like, you described it as, like, Kitty, and, like, I, I my first thought wouldn't be that. I think it's just, it's like... But I guess it is. It's like it is young. It's for it's for youth. Like it's written for youth. But like, I love that first story, dude. Like uh, I do too. I I I, I like <laughs> I like all of them. I think the second is my least favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, but one like I it's just Etrigan the demon being a good brother to uh, uh, to his sister who misses him. Right. Um, and it's like that first one really spoke to me because it's just like it's this person tackling all of their insecurities now that the person who they love most like and like and like helps them is gone and like how do they deal with all everything under the bus they talk about everything like oh what if i do this what if i do this what if it's like this and like he has a rhyme and a reason for everything and it's like really really sweet i love it uh i had i had a great time with this and you're right the art is is scrumptious it's delightful uh real quick uh all all of the art is by bois Cummins. uh the story for the first two is also by him uh the story but for the third is by dp Filippi. nice cool. um so most of this is is oliver's work good job uh Ben, uh, I also had a really good time with uh, with reading this book. Um, I I also want to echo what Ryan said. I don't see it as Kitty, but this is definitely a good mood setter. Because 
growing up in one of my favorite like aesthetics for Halloween is like yes I like the black I like the darkness but at mm-hmm. the same time I like the spooky stuff by I guess what people are calling it out is the spoopy stuff mm-hmm. where it's like you have the it's pump- almost like wholesome yeah it's wholesome scary but it's not like um, when you go it's like when you go into a spirit Halloween story and then you get like the the hardcore blood the the disgu- like the goreish stuff like the like that it's anim- not malignant yeah it's not that it's like this is fun how it's kind of like um sno- like Camp Snoopy's Halloween party or Mickey's Halloween party. It's stuff like that that's like, yes, it's, you got the aesthetic, you got the colors, but it's not intended to scare you. It's like, let's have fun doing it. That's how I, I, right. I read this book. It's very and thoughtful. Yes, the it's art is... It's thoughtful gr- Halloween, not horror, but like atmosphere. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Halloween tree in a yes, sense that it yeah. wasn't supposed to... That's one of the reasons I love like, it. It wasn't yeah. supposed to scare you. It was just like, hey, here's like, a, you're, like you said, a tone piece. Take a shot every time we say that. Um... My actually, my favorite story in this is the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite story. I thought that was the best one. I like the second one a lot. The first one I also enjoyed, but the second one I also highly enjoyed because I just love the color pieces and it reminded me a lot of Dracula, the original Dracula, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the film Dracula. Because I just love, I like how it went from we get beautiful colors in the first in the first one, and then the second one it's all black and white. I was like, this is like, and you get a kid with a bat, and it's like, this is Dracula even though it's not. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the last one, I really like the concept of you You write in this book and whatever you write, it's real or it happens. And it feels I very really similar to a um, to, to the old uh, horror audio adventures, Sparks, that you used to listen to. Mm-hmm. The last one does. Yeah, it is a lot like that, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so I really enjoyed this. This was a fu- And like we said, it's a quick read. And it was it was fun. I highly, I highly had a good time with this. Nice. Uh, I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, I also had, I also enjoyed this one. Um, I'm not as hot as it on you guys, but I did really enjoy the third uh, the third issue. Um, I thought that was a good one. I <coughs> I will I, say I will say real quick. I think the second one is the one that suffers actually the most yeah. from translation, from what I understand. I, I, I yeah, I, 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 I bet yeah. The second one, honestly, in a relative term, was hard for me to get through. Sure. In relative to how quick and easy the others are, um, it's not a hard read. Um, the the second one was I was hoping would be my my favorite <laughs> when I went into it, but it ended up being my least favorite. Right. Yeah, I know the first one. Like, um, my understanding is that the the brother's spirit is meant to be sorry here. Okay. Uh, the brother's spirit is meant to be speaking in poetry, but not necessarily in rhyme. Mm-hmm. Um, that translated out into rhyme. Yeah. Uh, for English, because English people are dumb. Well, <laughs> it's just you know like what what they were doing in French poetry just wasn't crossing over properly mm-hmm. um so I, I i'm sure like you lose some of the effect of that one in a sense but uh, i do think the second one is the one that struggles the most with translation yeah i had a hard, honestly a couple of times had a hard time following the second one uh, but the first one i never had a problem yeah i think i think i think the rhyming still works at least it works for me again because like the story is just it's 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 just really beautiful. And it's yeah. just like it's this this poor girl like on Halloween night. It's like like she doesn't want to be with anyone else because she's not feeling it because you know she's got a dead brother. And it's like he's always watching over her, and it's gonna be okay. Just like instead of being negative, try to think positive. I love it. Yeah. She meets that bully, and then he pulls his pants down. <laughs> what a weird way to bully someone. Hey, <laughs> pants. If it works. Yeah, I I uh, I I think that overall it's pretty strong uh, as as just a Halloween when I, story. Yeah, thing. when I looked at it, I expected trick or treat. So when I was three pages in, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a sad one. It was going to be like nice and ha- like nice, you know, thoughtful stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is not what I expected at all. And I was like, I was very pleasantly surprised. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, the book does, like the story on the <clears> first one 
does kind of like addresses like yeah death is seen as scary but it's part of life it's part of life i mean we got to talk about like when we say death and there's so many different connotations to the word and to to what it is like we like we picture death as like the grim reaper the scythe or in stepan sedgwick's case awesome person in bernadette a babe yeah a babe i like that you think i wouldn't get that reference (laughs) but when this one i love how it talks about death like yeah i mean it's natural part of life, but it's okay for you to feel sad, but you have to go on living. Sure. I really like how um, like her brother's spirit is there. It's like, and she's like, oh, but what about this? What about this? And it's like, and it's like, yeah, you can feel sad. It's okay to feel sad mm-hmm. when, when someone leaves, but just know I'm here. So it, so as you guys know, I lost my grandmother or one of my grandmothers last year. Mm-hmm. And um, I unfortunately was not able to attend her funeral. Right. For because uh, I, I had COVID, yeah, both myself and my girlfriend had it, and that hurt because, and also it also it, it hurt because my grandmother she was suffering from memory loss, dementia. She, I, it was really hard to talk to her. Mm-hmm. So one night, um, I had this. Sorry, I'm going into this a little tangent because I I resonated with the story, but um, I had a dream where I was in this like essentially I was in a bloodborne town. Yarnum. Yeah, I was essentially in a Yarnum. I was there was a bunch of monsters everywhere. I run inside this house and it looked a little bit like my grandma's house. My pictures were on the wall, my brother's pictures, my family's pictures that were you were up in my grandma's house, and then I see my grandmother and of course I start breaking down. She gives me a hug and essentially she's like and I tell her like grandma, what she's like, I know. I love you too. Mm-hmm. And then I go outside and start kicking ass. There you go. So, so for reading the story about how she misses her brother, it kind of resonated with me with how I miss my grandma. And I had that dream where even though I wasn't able to be there to celebrate her life and, and, and grieve properly because I was stuck at home and I wasn't able to talk to any, really any family members because she passed away in April and I wasn't able to talk to see any family members at all. Mm-hmm. It was like, damn, she really is watching over me. Yeah, you, right. The ones you love are watching over you. So even though this, that... Part wasn't Only if favorite. they went to heaven, though. Even though that story wasn't my, my necessarily my favorite, it was definitely one that I feel people should read. I mean, it might not the the poetry might not translate well as we have said. I didn't say it, but it was definitely a one that that got me in the feels. And it's like, yeah, death is death can be scary, but it's natural and it's okay to feel the things you're feeling. Spooky. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's well said of like why I think that one's really strong, especially for like a uh, youth, uh, you know, encountering that the the way that it's articulated of moving forward but not forgetting kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think it's a, I think it's just a really thoughtful piece overall. I do think like the first and third uh, have great promise of like their representations of of really relationship dynamics. For for one, it's the relationship with those who have passed, but for another, it's it's a relationship with like trusted friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Not much else. Anyone else? Well, I'm glad you picked it. I liked it a lot. Oh, thanks. Uh, I'm right. It's Ben next week. It is. I don't know what I'm doing. Sorry, guys. Well, it better be something spoops. There might be monsters in it. I'll allow it. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, you don't really go in for the Halloween comics a lot of the time. So. Not really, no. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I got plenty for you. Uh, I've already picked mine, actually. Oh, sweet. I've picked six. Um. Well, you're not going to get six book clubs this month. If they're single issues, you bet your ass I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So you will find a way. I did it last year. I'm going to do it again this year. Deal with it. 
I thought you meant six like novels. Like, like I did novels. reading Dune six times. Um, oh no! All right, next week we're going to be talking about No Time to Die. Da-da. I don't know. We've talked a lot about James uh, Bond. I'm kind of over it. Not a spooky movie. (laughs) Not a spooky movie. Uh, But a lot of lot of movie, a lot of movies coming out this month. Um, So no time to die is next week. Finally, Um, you know we've already talked about it uh, last year. (laughs) You can check out our review. (laughs) Uh, See if how right we are. Uh, Compare it to the real movie coming out next week. Um, Finally, there you go. It's already out in other countries. So you know, I have the worst memory of what we said about that one. Yeah, yeah. I bet I, I vaguely remember like the the high points of what we said about all the others. Mm-hmm. No clue what we said about No Time to Die. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm I'm <clears throat> looking forward to good Craig Bond film again. I can wait. Seven days exactly. Um. All right, guys. That'll do it for the show. So thank you so much. Um. You can check out some of the other things that we do. We do um a couple of other shows. Uh, my audio show Conversation is coming to an end. There is an episode of Travis Alexander. Uh, the Kaiju Weekly Podcast that's up right now. And, of course, you can find the Michael Hamilton episode coming this week, this coming week. Um, and that'll be the last episode of this, of this season. Hopefully I will get back on there soon. And you can check out some of the other shows on this channel if you like this video and you subscribe. Um, oh, Marty, still here. Marty! Still this time. Uh, Marty says, bye, it was fun. <laughs> Marty was mag this week. Thank you. <laughs> um you can check out our Fake Nerds Watch series, which is on this channel. Um, if you like this video, subscribe. Check out, we do Star Trek Lower Decks, which I'm doing with Just a Little Podcast, Cookie, and uh, Nerdy, Michael Carls. Um, and, of course, you can check out uh, What If, which we do all together. Um, new episodes coming soon. Both of those episodes are, most of those latest episodes are in the description below, so check those yep. out. We'll be putting out a video soon of the finale for what if talking about the last two episodes mm-hmm. yeah also uh tomorrow if you're around go ahead and watch ryan i assume on down ryan oh, i was gonna bring it up thank you you're thank welcome you. thank you yeah you got a too fast too furious yep <laughs> <laughs> i know i was just like yeah i honestly forgot until that this was the movie <laughs> and i'm like i gotta watch that tonight oh god <laughs> um that link is not below because he hasn't done it yet it's tomorrow so stay tuned for that of course you can check out basement arcade which is back where we did an episode of crawl, crawl. uh spooktober where we where we play where you guys play some spoopy games to get ben scared spooktober is in full effect yeah uh, there you go but but the first game is not spoopy it's crawl got spooky vibes it does have spooky, spooky monsters and of course basement okay pause menu uh you just recorded a new episode so that's yep. coming soon yep uh you can check out fake book club and you can check out animation station there's a new episode of that uh the latest episode of that is on this channel um subscribe like we love you you can check out some masks we, we still got the crafted by z masks of our logo on them you can check those out those still in a pandemic lo- those are linked below and you can check out our patreon um I the the shirts are coming. So sorry, we're but we're gonna relaunch in January with the "Don't Be a Dick" shirt again, um, just to update you guys on what's happening with the Patreon. Nice. So stay tuned for that. the The ten dollars tier will temporarily go away while I secure new ways to print these shirts. Mm. So there you go. And he, but if you want some shirts, check out our T Public. Mm-hmm. You can check out our T Public. Um, that's linked below, and you can check out some of the other cool shirts um, we have there. I'd rather be a fake, I'd rather be a fake nerd than a true fan. One of my favorites. Um, there's don't be a dick. Yeah. There, there. We have a general don't be a dick. We've got eight bit. We've got our logos. We've got general don't be a dick. Yeah, I heard it. Is too. he is he the son of Admiral? Yeah. 
Don't be a dick. Yes. Sorry. Um, that's linked below. You can find them all on our website at fakenerpodcast.com. Uh, also linked below. Um, thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches the Rewind. Thank you to everyone who watched the live show. Marty, go Marty. to bed. Yeah. It's your kids, Marty. They're great. Actually, it's not that late. Uh, no, no, do something. Still do something later. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you. We appreciate it. We appreciate all your support. And thank you to Jimmy Bellucci for who does our theme music, does all of our theme musics. Now wow. I can actually say, say that with certainty because Basement Arcade, uh, uh, Spooky Basement Arcade now has a new theme. Yep. Mm-hmm. New music done wow. by our very own Jeremy Bellucci. Spooky scary. Um, you Spooky can check yes. him out at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. And, of course, you can check out his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, on iTunes, Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official, or Instagram at Subproc Podcast. Yeah. Thank you to Mike Matola for our logos. He did three logos for us. And thank you to just all of his support. He's a really cool guy. We love him. You can find him at Mike Matola. So I want to know his thoughts on Shang-Chi. Did we talk about him with that? Was that after? I don't think we no, talked no. about that. Okay, I want to know how much he hated that movie. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with personally. Oh, shoot. I made a conversation Twitter account. I forgot to bring that up. Oh, bring yeah. You totally did. Um, follow that. Um, <laughs> you can check <laughs> out. The show's ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? Uh, you can find me dreading playing these scary games at bedmagnet 27 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, you can find me writing for oldschoolgamermagazine.com. Normally, I'd be like, hey, new article is up, but I didn't have time to write because normally when I write these articles, it's the day is the day before we record. It's and the, we decide to record a day early, so most likely a new thing's coming out tomorrow. What's about? Just have to wait and find out. Ryan. You can find me enabling Ben being scared at DJ Tony Snark Everywhere. Sparks. Uh, you can find me genuinely stunned at all times that I enjoyed Venom Let There Be Carnage <laughs> at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. Venom 2! Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, and Pandora. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video, subscribe to our channel. Until next time, guys, stay focused. I think we get this one.